Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? At the Burlington... Uh, <laughs> No idea what the f- just happened. East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Superstitious beers. Superstitious beers. How about those freaking pirates? It's a me, a man, a Garcia. Go Pirate Radio. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios. For some, their favorite Pirate Radio Live day of the week with our great lineup of guests, including Coach Mac, Mac McCarthy, Mike Mullis, and Big Bryce. So we uh, got a lot coming up on today's show on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in uh, Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. We'd love to hear from you on this Tuesday what is on your mind as we have entered August and uh, it's football time. We got practice coming up. ECU practice begins on Wednesday. We'll be out covering that. We got some scrimmages coming up this month. The Pirate Radio football kickoff party, August 31st. Preseason football begins two nights from now. The Hall of Fame game. So a lot going on. We'll talk about it all here on Pirate Radio Live. Shirley Rhodes is here. Intern Dan, a.k.a. Danny Beal, is in the house. The big dog, Glenn Griffin. And Coach Mac, Mac McCarthy here inside the Pirate Radio studios to kick it all off. Coach, good to see you. How you doing, sir? I'm good. Good. I had a good weekend. We watched a little NASCAR from Richmond Raceway on Sunday. We'll get Coach Mac's race report coming up. Um, the NASCAR race report. We we said race report earlier, and Glenn got worried we were going to no, go. This is not a political show. <laughs> we're, we're talking uh, cars, and uh, we'll do that. Uh, Jamie's already worried. He said, uh, "Oh no, I don't see Mully on the guest list. Still the best day in radio, but a little less without Mully. Don't worry, old Mully will will be here on the phone one way or the other." But we had to make room because we got some other special guests coming up on today's show, including former East Carolina wide receiver and coach Jason Nichols and the music stylings of Cooper Greer, who will be uh, playing the, I guess, post-party party uh, downtown after the Pirate Radio football kickoff party. So we'll talk to musician Cooper Greer. I believe he's going to bring his six-string in and Bryce Williams and I will uh, will talk to him about some football, some music, and more. So got that coming up in hour three of today's program. We got Pike tuned in from North Myrtle Beach. He says he's ready for some pirate football. And uh, coach, getting about that time, getting excited. I'm ready. Uh, you know, we've talked enough about uh, conference realignment and uh, NIL and transfer portal, and I know we're going to touch on some of the alignment <laughs> stuff today. But uh, once you get to the games, you kind of forget some of that other stuff, and uh, the product on the field is still really good. And and while I'm watching a game, whether it be on TV or an in person, I'm not thinking about the NIL. Very well said. And I'd love to forget about all those things and. Uh, the best way to do that is to watch them when they are between the lines uh big dog can we get our fleet feet pirate radio rundown 
for today presented by fleet feet they have the best and most comfortable shoes you can have those ready for tailgate season with a stop to fleet feet locally owned and operated by ecu alum chris lunyon fleet feet of greenville provides solutions through one-on-one service to runners walkers and everyone in between coach mack is walking up the uh greenville streets i, I, I spent a long time at fleet feet getting ready for a two-week trick uh trek trip to uh italy this spring and uh those folks do take care of you 3d foot scanner uh measures the arch height width and more you can go see them at 207 east arlington boulevard in the old gordon's golf location fleet feet they run for you and uh, we'll start our fleet feet rundown today talking east carolina athletics and coach mack the players reported today practice begins on wednesday we had a chance to talk to jack powers pirate linebacker yesterday rush end and also brent thompson new east carolina coach and they are all uh, ready to go and, and get out there. ECU picked sixth in the AAC. You know the the headlines. Uh, Mike Houston uh, and his coordinators are back, but big hole at quarterback and some of the offensive positions. So a lot of question marks. We'll try to get some answers to when they first hit the practice field on Wednesday. Somebody sent me this today, and this is perfect for all college football fans. Welcome to August, the most optimistic month of the year for college football fans. Every player on your team is bigger, stronger, faster. Your starting quarterback looks sharp in practice. Everybody's more comfortable with the system. Breakout players are flashing all over the practice field. Every single fan I know feels that way about their team. So we don't need to talk to Mike Houston. Oh, no, no, no. We we need to enhance the hope. (laughs) I like it. I like that a lot. So everybody's undefeated. Everybody's excited. And uh, not everybody has Michigan first up uh, in Ann Arbor, <laughs> but we do, and uh, and we're ready for it. So we'll be out there covering uh, practice coming up on Wednesday. Once again, you've got the first scrimmage, uh, fall camp scrimmage, Saturday, August the 12th. They'll have one on the 19th as well. 19th is a big day. they got a scrimmage in the morning, meet the Pirates following that, and then media day. So that's coming up on the 19th, and uh, we'll be covering it all here at Pirate Radio. Uh, another new uh, note, and uh, intern Micah not here currently, but saw this today, Coach. Uh, ECU knew they were heading down to the Bahamas, which is a nice trip uh, for Kim McNeil and her team. Uh, found out some opponents today. They will take on Ohio State and a little pirate-on-pirate action, Seton Hall, down in the Bahamas. So one of these, I guess, MTEs and ECU's uh, profile goes up making the NCAA tournament, and uh, this is a good thing that they'll be playing here. Yeah, n- another really good team. We've already talked about a host in South Carolina, but Ohio State, I got to see them in person uh, playing the, the Hokies. The Hokies beat them along the way going to the Final Four, and uh, uh, they'll have a really good team again, and Kim McNeil is, uh, is not uh, backing down from some uh, challenges here and uh, of course they're you know their challenges and great opportunities for the lady pirates so uh, i know ramey steins uh it seems like he's at the battle for atlantis refing every year uh, are you going to get one of these announcing gigs down in an island somewhere coach <laughs> you know i haven't gotten an announcing gig i've been to a lot of those tournaments but uh, i haven't gotten to one of those yet and you know ramey goes to atlantis he goes to and then he goes to disney for like three weeks or oh, something yeah. like that but uh <clears throat> yeah I, ramey is uh ramey is not only a good guy he's a, he's an awfully good official too uh eric says the split screen view with the fleet feet rundown on the side is looking really good that has big dog written all over it well it was indeed the big dog glenn griffin so 
big dog getting his flowers here on a uh, tuesday that's nice to see thank you uh for that eric uh eric also says sorry chandler we know you're busy set, setting ad sale records so yes that's why it's not chandler he's out doing big boy stuff today uh but hopefully he'll be here at some point i don't know i hadn't talked to him i don't know what he's doing uh i do want to talk to intern dan aka danny beal a moment if he could get on a mic either in there or in here because uh coach mac we got the mlb trade deadline which i believe is two hours and 53 minutes from uh ceasing but we've got some big deals going on including uh, i guess the biggest prize here today and that is justin verlander going back to the houston astros so the mets a giant disappointment this year biggest payroll in baseball not going to make the playoffs and verlander's back in houston verlander i had one of the weirdest uh things in his contract i've ever heard of not only did he have to sign off on it which is normal but his brother for some reason ben is that his name yeah had to sign, sign off on it and uh maybe we can find out from an expert why that is <laughs> we'll bring in db real quick so ben verlander is out there i see him on twitter what exactly is what does he do here as they would say on office space who is ben verlander he is i guess an insider okay like for, for lack of a better term i'm not really sure exactly what he, I, don't, I don't know who he even works for he could be independent but he's kind of an insider like jared carabas is of the world where he's kind of just you know talking to players he obviously has a good relationship he's a former player and obviously brother of one of the best pitchers of all time but he kind of just you know talks to people gets scoops and puts it out on twitter and that's kind of his main source of you know popularity i guess that's so what clip does right <laughs> <laughs> i just don't have a famous brother uh the orioles were in the discussion my braves were as well i'd heard i don't know how true any of this stuff is but was watching uh pick central earlier today and they said that verlander did not want to go to the orioles now which verlander was that him or his brother coach mac that didn't want to go to baltimore <laughs> i don't know i don't know which one it was uh but what does this mean danny for the astros well it's kind of a kind of showing all the Astros fans all their frustration about how you know they weren't gonna you know depending on whether they're gonna make a move or not but it's kind of showing that the Astros are still here and they're gonna make their 19th consecutive year of making the ALCS or whatever it is <laughs> it's insane but the fact of the matter is they're still a good team although they haven't played well this year they have a bunch of experienced players ready to go and that you know at the end of the day that that division's still up for grabs i mean you're we're looking at it what do you what well mac as a non-baseball observer would you be surprised if i told you the texas rangers were in first place of the al west the only reason i know is from some highlights this weekend (laughs) then then they hit a walk-off or something i don't know what but yeah they they had a big win this weekend and i heard somebody mention that yeah but otherwise i would be shocked yeah uh astros are a half game back of the rangers and uh both of those teams back of the o's and the rays as far as uh wins go for best record in the al but and it's funny danny too we talk about it i think uh tampa has stay in power because they've been good throughout the years you just expect them to be good but like i think we did this last week looking at the top teams orioles rays rangers astros I'm most scared of the Astros just because of the past, and right? it's and it's crazy to think about because the Rangers just dealt for Scherzer when Evaldi went on the, went on the IL, and the fact of the matter is it's a half game lead, so that division is still way up there. Yeah. But at the end of the day, as it comes down to the stretch, like you're thinking, Kyle Tucker, Alvarez, Altuve, and Bregman, they're just going to get the job done. 
I mean, there's just no other way to put it. They've been there, they've done that, they know what they're doing, and even if they don't win the division and they get the wild card, that's going to be the one team that you do not want to see in the come the playoff time, especially now with Verlander. Danny, any other moves today uh, that stood out? Uh, the, my Braves got Brad Hand. I don't sure know what did. that means. I was shocked to see and happy to see Rich Hill is still in MLB. <laughs> He's 43 years old, so I love any player that's older than me that is still active <laughs> in professional sports. Yeah. Uh, he gets he goes to the Padres, yep. who I thought were maybe going to be sellers. It's so. weird with them because they got Choi too, who's a former Ray, who was phenomenal with them this year or two years ago, I guess. But Choi was you know having an average year, and I guess they just wanted to bulk up their lineup with a left-handed bat. And I guess with Rich Hill, he's what forty-two. We were discussing earlier, yeah, so he's, he's getting up there and just kind of squeezing out the last bit of that that uh, that guy you can get. Um, the Blue Jays just got DeYoung from the Cardinals, so it's you know it's just down to Burley and uh, Dylan Carlson now for the guys they're trying to deal because obviously their GM came out and said that they're looking to be sellers. Obviously the Verlander trade um and like you said you got the braves got brad hand the washed up lefty but hey it, why do you keep saying washed up because like. he's just he's old he's he's not he hasn't played well the past couple years but hey any any experience in the playoffs that you can get to had a lefty reliever to your bullpen you'll take it brad hands um, eight years younger than me so what am i a young stallion. <laughs> uh, but in baseball the, terms, 33 is pretty old, yeah, I reckon. Well, yeah, so. especially as a pitcher. Um, the Dodgers are continuing their obsession with the Red Sox, looking to get Eduardo Rodriguez from the Tigers, former Red Sox uh, top-end uh, starter, and who knows with that. I mean, the Dodgers have a plethora of you know assets to deal, so time will tell when it comes to that. They were in on Verlander as well as were the Orioles, and the Orioles aren't making any moves, it seems like, ahead, yeah. of, ahead of the 6 o'clock deadline, but... If they want to, they want to compete. Obviously, in the in the division, which they're kicking butt in right now. But if they want to compete in the playoffs, they're going to have to add at least one more arm, in my eyes, to at least try to make some noise. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to figure it out in terms of the rest of the division. Steve says Hand is holding lefties to a 143 average. Calm down, stash. <laughs> stash. Wow, that one stings. He okay. stashed you. Yeah. So you got a lefty specialist. Congrats. <laughs> Go Braves. Coach Mack, where's your stash, by the way? It's Stash <laughs> I, Tuesday. I, I could I could come in here a year from now wouldn't have <laughs> all right good report uh db danny bill uh stick around because things could happen between now and six o'clock so hey, it's, it's gonna be a nice three hours especially with all the trades that could happen so i'm excited you go grab uh, your phone here you want to borrow mine and max i need you on every phone seeing what's going on <laughs> yeah. keeping up with it all I'm gonna be like jeff passing with six phones in, in, the, in the war room back here trying to figure it out thank you uh db yep. for your uh your service today do what i can uh austin Have we talked about jeff speaking of jeff passing we talked about him coming back from a horrific injury oh, just goodness. in time for the yeah. trade deadline crazy what was his injury he got hit by a tree in his yard he was cleaning up his yard after what was a hurricane yeah. right it, it, we're like a tornado, tornado something. Is a something. hurricane so i'm gonna say no it to was that a tornado okay yeah. one of the two but he he was cleaning up some branches in his yard and his tree fell down and absolutely he took a picture of the tree and it's a it's quite quite, it, a, it, quite a big it log. broke his back it yeah. was spinal yeah, spinal. <laughs> so he's tweeting from this hospital bed saying that he's not going to quit. Like the, 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 his back may be broken, but his thumbs still work and the whole thing. So he's he's excited. Are you familiar with Jeff Passan, Coach? Are you this this guy right here? I like him. Some people think he's super corny and don't like his style. He's like the shifter of MLB. It's, I like Passan. It's inc- he's a baseball savant. I've yeah. seen some videos on him of doing kind of like the immaculate grid stuff we were doing yesterday and some other stuff. And he's incredible. He knows the ins and outs and everything about it. So he's he knows what he's talking about. 
All right. Um, I tell you what, let's uh, – well, we got to dive into our last topic, which is going to take the rest of the hour, Coach Mack, conference realignment and, and what's going on. <laughs> that might take till 6. So, uh, I tell you what, let's let's take a time out and we'll reset. We've got Pac-12 TV network meetings, which took place and apparently went well, but they're going to come back and meet again. So, we'll try to figure out what's going on there. I want to ask Coach Mack, what is the end game to conference realignment? First of all, is there an end game? Secondly, if there is, what it will look like. We'll talk about that and more. And I want you to chime in as well. A lot more to go. Pirate Radio Live back with Mack after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by pirate water get ready to party pirates go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure 21 and older only pirate water why be yourself when you can be a pirate now back to the show welcome back carolina caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. They have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville and online at carolinacalibercompany.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Coach Mack in the house and... uh Ask Coach Mack during the break, when's the last time he shot a basketball? And you legitimately think it's been 13 years? I'd say probably at some point during my last practice in whatever, wow. 2010 or whenever that was. But I said, Coach, if I needed you to hit a free throw for my life right now. 100% done. Easy. First one. When Coach says he hit his last shot it's the last practice i just picture him out there no i took my last shot say hit practice it. in my <laughs> mind you hit it in my mind coach you were out there at practice in your warm-ups you know in your track suit and you flung <laughs> one up from the baseline and left your finger in the air as you walked off court larry bird style <laughs> that's what happened in my mind that's that is what happened thank you, you thank you for you clarifying yes yes Thank you. That's exactly how I remember it. (laughs) (laughs) Coach, have you ever, uh, I was going to ask you this too, have you ever thought about, you know, picking up like a high school gig or just coaching? Like you're done done with coaching? No. You're not done done. I probably am. I'm I'm 85 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, give or take. But you ever get the bug or anything like to yell at Uh, some kids? There could be a situation. I've had a couple conversations over the last, two or three years of, about, you know, stepping in. You know, the one thing that's happened is the, you know, the, the we won't say power, the Autonomous Five, they've got so much money. They've got people on the staff. I don't even know how many people they have on their staff. And, you know, uh, that you see them hire veteran guys all the time. And, and coaches are way different than they used to be. We talked about this in a previous show. They're not afraid to hire former head coaches anymore. It, Skip not, Holtz just got hired yesterday. Basketball, it, football, and Northwestern. Yeah. yeah, you said that there was a time where you would be nervous to bring a, a yeah. head man on your staff just right. for multiple reasons. Yeah, not me, but but yeah. but, right. but other people, yeah. If you look at, like, Saban at Bama, I mean, he brings oh, yeah. in four 
former NFL head coach. Yeah, and, and everybody in football does it because of that. Yeah. And in basketball, they've started to do that too. I mean, look, look what Coach Schwartz just did. Right. Uh, you sure. know, a, a really well uh, respected tactician uh, coming sure. from Texas Tech. What do you think of the Skip Holtz news? So it's an interesting deal because he's going to keep his job as the head coach of the Birmingham Stallions, where he's a two time champion in the USFL, but he will be a special assistant to the head coach just trying to get things in order there at northwestern i i I texted him today it's a it's a great hire it's so smart you know he skip will be a calming influence uh he's he's done everything seen everything uh he'll be great with the players uh he'll he'll be great with the staff uh that that that's an incredibly smart hire i i guess they offered it uh, at one point to wanstead and uh i think they had offered it to skip earlier too and he didn't take it then but uh uh, maybe they did the old Dan Jenkins things and money whipped him and uh, got him in there. <laughs> but uh, but it, it's really you know it's good for Skip because it keeps him involved and uh, Skip Holtz in in coaching football is uh, is valuable to the profession and, and as a whole. But it's really smart on Northwestern's part. I remember talking to players who played for both him and and Coach Ruff and it wasn't a slight to either one but they said skip ran it more like a business rough more like a family but skip seems like the kind of guy that can go in and kind of look at the books so to speak and just yeah like you said a calming presence uh figure things out what needs to to be done to try to get the pieces back together there at northwestern yeah and skip reads the room really well no matter what the situation is whether you're talking about speaking to uh boosters or or whatever right. uh, i can't tell you the number of times he he'd show up in my office and shut the door and he'd start reaching in his pocket and he had a candy bar in here and a bottle of something over here and a pack of something over here and a cigar over here and uh you know he he just seemed to know the right time to uh to you know say the right thing to to anybody in any circumstance and i think i think it's a really brilliant move i do mag mccarthy joining us here in the pirate radio studios as the college football world goes on and and it's all college sports but it's dictated by college football with these mergers and these uh, realignments and things like that today so we're kind of waiting on i feel like we've talked about it in past discussions coach what's the pac-12 going to do we found out last week that colorado was heading back to the big 12 uh from the pac-12 so what is the pac-12 going to do looks like they're going to wait until this tv deal is announced and we are still waiting uh to see what that tv deal is going to be uh ross dellinger has been reporting on it uh the latest he says 15 minutes ago the buzz for a while has been the pac-12 primary rights holder would be a streamer such as apple with linear sub licenses to the likes of espn and fox uh it says will this be enough monetarily and visibility for pac-12 presidents who have offers from other leagues so uh, you know what if they go that route coach it might not look good like the sec the big 12 being on espn fox cbs if they go the streaming route they might uh get laughed at but who knows could be the way of the future i don't know yeah it probably is in five years we'll probably see everybody uh you know in some streaming uh you know platform but uh i think the big thing is the money if they if they get the money in the in the 30 to 40 million category where they can hang on to their base of people um i think they'll be fine if they don't then 
and uh, the ones that have the opportunity to move might move. And it sounds like that's Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. Uh, maybe all three, or maybe it's just Arizona. Uh, the board is meeting at, th- at 6.30 Eastern time, uh, 3.30 their time out west, um, and they control Arizona and Arizona State. It's not just the University of I was going to mention that, Coach. It, they're a double. It's uh, yeah. okay. an odd situation. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, you know, it is a different situation. And, and I, I think uh, that'll be the, the first uh, domino, if you will. And uh, if the money isn't right uh, and they jump, now the Pac-12 really has – or Pac-9 or Pac-6 or whatever that could be. <laughs> but, you know, here's the crazy So they stuff. jump to the Big 12? Is that what you're saying for they Arizona, the Big Arizona 12. State, and, Utah? And, here, and okay. here's the reason the Big 12 can do this. This is not this is not simple stuff for sure, but the Big 12 has a deal in uh, um, you know a, a uh, an addendum to their to their television deal where if they bring a Power Five school in, the television deal jumps by that share. Hmm. So if their deal is, I think, right at $30 million, Colorado's going to get that 30 They don't take a prorated thing. They don't take a, a lesser amount. And if they get those other three, they would that the TV deal goes up by $30 million each one of those schools. Now, it wow. would not go up for Connecticut. It might go up, but it wouldn't. It, it isn't guaranteed to go up because they're not because yeah, they're power. not the quote unquote power five, autonomous five, whatever you want to call them. Uh, so that that's an unusual piece of this puzzle, if you will. And then let's say let's say the deal comes in on the Pac-12 at thirty million. So now they you know it wouldn't do them necessarily any good to go other than the long term stability. But I think the Pac-12 survives this. Everybody's writing them off. There, there's nowhere for them to go. So what they're going to do is they're going to rob somebody else, just right. like the American has. They're going to go get Boise State, San yeah, Diego San State. San Diego State, yeah. maybe SMU, you yeah. know, that, that yeah, it might sure. affect the American. Um, they may even jump in and take a Gonzaga, just a, just as but a basketball-only I, I situation. I wanted to ask you something I, I heard from the from the Big 12 president. was a comment that college basketball is undervalued. Yeah, and I think what, that's right. And what and, and especially with some changes coming down the pipe, maybe with guys maybe being able to test the G League or the draft or whatever and come back, like that door's gonna be a little bit more open now. And they're saying that, you know, guys may test and come back and then they play their second year on campus, like they're they're they with the NIL money that that things are different now and so the Big Twelve's play is okay, let's go get Yukon, let's get Arizona. Now we've got Arizona, Yukon. Kansas. Well, we, we've got a national powerhouse with Houston. basketball. Is basketball Houston. underappreciated or Baylor. undervalued, like money wise? Like, well, yeah, it can be underappreciated all you want, but it, it, undervalued is the only thing that matters. Right. And, that's what I'm saying. And, and that's where the March Madness comes in. And that's not ever going down. That's going to continue to skyrocket up. Um, and, and the rights to basketball is, is going to be, and they're starting to separate these things now. There's been one blanket thing for, for basketball and women basketball and baseball and all these things all these sports are wanting to get out on their own and have their own thing and of course men's basketball has had the march madness by themselves the women's has been thrown in with a a whole group of sports they're gonna they're gonna pull out and they're gonna have their own separate television deal going forward so basketball is is valuable and uconn basketball is is certainly one of the top two or three brands in in college basketball probably still the number one brand as long as rem is there 
But uh, that's the only thing. Is it worth Connecticut's doing to jump out of there when they might not get a full share? To, to you know with the travel involved and all that kind of thing but yeah it may and i think your mark really wants them i think he's been on that basketball bandwagon and yeah he and believes course, it's undervalued he thinks and, he can get in there and, and get, if he can and, get arizona and then connecticut and gonzaga yes you know now you got something creative and um and really different but i don't see the pac-12 oregon and washington everybody talks talks about i'm going to the big ten if the big ten wanted them they've already taken them yeah now the only thing that keeps that alive is the fact that they haven't figured out the scheduling for usc and ucla and if they had two more teams on the west coast would that help if they had four more teams on the west coast but you talk about they have struggled with scheduling with 16 the sec has struggled with scheduling 16 i don't think they want to go more than 16 i really don't that's kind of the breaking point these the idea of the mega conference at 24 teams or whatever it's just that's insane and that and that should make the you know the acc feel a little better although you got to be nervous about the whole thing you know with the difference in in income coming in uh but i think that's the reason the pac-12 survives and the big 12 survives now i will say this one one part of this that uh you know you say whoa the college football playoff going to 12 is great that keeps everybody with a chance to participate in the national championship you can sell that that's only a two-year deal Hmm. it only goes to 26 so if at 26 they renegotiate that now all the commissioners still have to sign off on it but if they renegotiate how that 12 is structured it's not going to be six highest ranked conference champions and then six at large. If they you're going say to end up with a, half of it's the SEC, SEC and Big Ten, yeah. and and do the SEC and the Big Ten just get fed up with everything and just say Split. we'll just we'll just have our own championship? And they could sell that now. Is that the best thing for God, college? That would sports? be brutal for the fans. It would be horrible for college football. Horrible, yeah. and it it wouldn't even be good for the SEC and the Big Ten, to be honest. I mean, I think it'd be good for like one or two schools that are there at the end, but the the other conference. Well, it would be don't good for it that. would be good for their pocketbooks. Yeah, but yeah, they would have an AFC and an NFC. My, at that point, they would have their own NFL. My one, ho- I have a lot of hopes, but like my one realistic hope is just do what go ahead and do whatever you want to do with football just don't mess up march madness just don't mess up the tournament <laughs> that's what i'm scared of if there is like a another fbs fcs split and like your your ecus are on the wrong side of keep basketball the way it is i don't i think they're smart enough to know that they shouldn't mess with that i think if anything happens drastic it's going to be a football only driven deal yeah pretty guttural reactions to the concept of change to the NCAA tournament at yeah. this point, you know, yeah. I just you can't change it anymore. I just yeah, if we saw like a basketball tournament only involving those conferences, that would be just awful. I mean that I might that might be enough to get me out. It almost feels sports. like baseball is that way though. Now, if you look at the top no. seeds in baseball, they're six out of the eight were SEC. Okay, six out of the eight, but the entire tournament. You still had teams sure, from everywhere in right. it. Right, I'm just saying that the top was very dominated. Was, was, and that's was fine. That, that's okay, as long as everybody's invited to the party. Sure. You still had your Indiana State yeah, hosting. Yeah, you had yeah, ECU yeah. last year. Uh, so, I don't know. 
I'm just worried about the the basketball, the March Madness. And I know Pirate fans don't care as much about that because, unfortunately, Pirate fans pull for UNC and Duke during basketball season. So they don't care either way. Who did you grow up pulling for? I grew up pulling for North Carolina. I went to Dean Smith basketball camp. You and Brian Medor. Yeah. So that's, that's just the way it was. But I, <laughs> I saw the light, came to East Carolina. That was got, what was on TV, Coach. Got my you had de- to pick one. Got my degree at East Carolina. And here I am today. <laughs> Some people can't say that. That stinks, Coach. Kind of a tough, uh, tough deal for Chris Edwards there. Oh yeah, yeah. I, you know, having uh, knowing both sides of the equation, uh, not only would this have been a great job for Chris Edwards, Chris Edwards would have been a great hire for ECU. And I hate uh, things fell apart there at the end. And uh, you know, hope he can he can bounce back. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and um, you know, of course, ECU, we're getting ready to start football. We we need a we need a play by play guy. But uh, yeah, I hate the way that all happened. Don't know the details of it but uh i I do know chris edwards good enough to know that he's a really good guy and would have been a great fit here uh jamie says bring unc to the big 10 i want that iu unc matchup huh (laughs) now some people were asking yesterday let if let's say i don't know who from the acc goes to the big 10 but like clemson florida state go to the sec da da does they said well will ecu get in the acc and it's kind of like do you want to get in a wasted you know landscape of the acc oh, does, yeah. does that even matter yeah, no and, and does the name matter i still want point? to get up into the cool club regardless but, but it, it wouldn't be cool is <laughs> is the big 12 is the big 12 not conference usa rebranded it's getting there it's, it's pretty close it's, it's a kansas away well the aac yeah. is conference usa right yeah big 12 is yeah but, but, but and not even the good version of conference usa yeah. it's the later day version yeah i was talking about the original conference usa yeah. that east carolina With joined cincinnati and, yeah and I mean, yeah marquette like you almost had the basketball idea then i it i really think uh <laughs> the big 12 was getting all this credit uh, and and the other thing about not panicking on the Pac-12, Pac-9, Pac-10, 11, whatever the hell it is, the uh, a year ago we all buried the Big 12, dead in the water. They were dead. They were dead. They but, they they had no chance to survive. It was just a matter of where they were going. And the Pac-12 messed up. They could have taken the best teams. They should have. They, they could have taken all just, of them, but they could have taken the ones they wanted. This could have easily gone in reverse. Yeah, the other and, way. And, and totally, they survived, and now they look stable. But they're not stable. Their their, their money hasn't gone up. That the attractiveness of the teams hasn't improved. They'll never replace Texas and Oklahoma and Oklahoma. And just like the Pac-12, will never replace USC and UCLA either. No, but they can sure as hell place for Colorado. Yeah, like Dan no Lanning said, what was the last thing they won? Right, right. Well, the Big Twelve is this still alive, like you said, but I don't care. I'm, I'm more into Big Twelve basketball than I am football moving forward. Well, Big Twelve. I mean, Washington is a good program. Oregon is a good program. Oregon State and Washington State were both good a year ago. We know that Stanford can be good. We know that Cal can be good. Arizona and Arizona I, State have had times in the past where they've been good. Coach. Another something I saw brought up with those teams, Stanford especially, is the fact that their big money maker is not athletics; it's research. Right. And so, like that, these TV contracts—they're not even that important to these guys. 
not to the athletic department. I'm saying to the to the the head of the school overall when right. you're talking about financially how athletics fits in in comparison that it's not that big a piece of the puzzle at Stanford. Yeah, yeah, and and or Cal. Like I mean, these 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 legacy universities that have these giant research divisions. It's just not as it's it's not comparable. And we talk about uh, the Big Ten in Oregon and Washington. That's been the rumor all along. You throw in Cal and Stanford, all that makes a lot of sense. You know, the the academic reputation of those schools, the media market with those schools. But again, if they wanted to have done that, they could have already done that. And they have enough money to do that if they wanted to. But that they have it for a reason. And that's why I think I think the Pac-12 will 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 survive in some way, shape, or form. I, can you tie a bow on a coach and say what does the end of all this look like? What is it going to? Well, I don't think it'll be the two super leagues. I don't think that'll be. But if it is, it'll happen in twenty six with the renegotiation of the contract. But I honestly do not think that's going to happen. That's when if, if the ACC blew apart, that's when it would happen. Yeah, well, that's yeah. when you would lose Florida State, Miami, and 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 for the, all the problems with the ACC in terms of. Uh, you know, some being some disgruntled members, that kind of thing, and for the grant of rights being, you know, too long from the standpoint of money, because those, that money isn't going to increase. Uh, they've got to be creative with trying to figure out some different revenue streams. But that stability has made them the number three league. Sure. No, no matter no matter how you measure this, they're certainly the number three league, and and they've been they've been competitive, you know, in the last whatever how many years. Now, when you start figuring national championships with with uh, women's basketball, basketball, football, baseball, the Big Ten in the last twenty years has won. It's a Michigan, it's a Michigan basketball title. Is that what it is? No, no, it's no, Ohio, Ohio State, State football. Ohio State football title. Yeah, yeah, and um, and and the while meanwhile the SEC I think has like thirty one. The I think the ACC is like 11, 12, 13. But I mean the Big Ten is there money wise, but performance wise they're, they're not, not there. there. They are not. Every time there. they get put on the field with the SEC, they get blown off. I mean we joke about the. 12 o'clock ESPN Big Ten kickoff and it's how a, bad the game is. Now they try to blow it up on Fox with Big Noon and stuff and give it a cool name and they're there like game day, but it's still it's still Big Ten at the end of the day. Big snoozer. Big Noon with TCU and Colorado to kick off the season? Please. <laughs> I mean, I know Prime is <laughs> is himself, but come on. Would you, should it have been ECU at Michigan? I'd rather go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's take a break. We'll come back more with Coach Mack here on a Tuesday. Good discussion with the big dog as well. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. 
Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Caleb Stroud of Stroud's Marine grew up on the water and has loved boating his entire life. And that's why in 2012, he decided to give back to the Marine community by creating a way for boaters to order pre-owned salvaged Marine parts online. Stroud Marine was born to offer incredible prices and unparalleled customer service. Their mission is to save you money and get you back on the water as quickly as possible. Visit StroudsMarine.com today for more information. Strouds Marine, your best source for salvaged outboard parts. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Shirley Rhodes, intern Dan, handling the video and... Intern Dan, do we have a MLB trade deadline update? We do. What do we got? Phillies acquire Michael Lorenz and a right-handed starting pitcher for the Phillies' fifth prospect in their system this year. So, big move to keep up with the Braves and the NL East, as well as the White Sox are listening, now now listening, to trades and offers for uh, Dylan Cease. The mm. Orioles and Padres are known to be interested, um, but they're ter- kind of trying to turn it into a bidding war to see if they can get somebody to give up a haul of prospects for it. So, we'll see as the day continues. Connor Norby checking his phone a lot right now, sure right? Sure is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're in Norfolk. And... The Phillies, uh, the Braves are going to win the NL East. Not worried about that. I'm worried about the Phillies, or really any team, doing what the Phillies did last year and just going on a magical run. It happens a lot. And uh, I think the Phillies could end up being another thorn in the side like they were last year for Braves fans. There's one team, it seems like, every year that just makes some miraculous run that I absolutely know where the Giants did it a couple times in the early 2010s. Yeah. And who knows who it will be this year. Maybe it is the Phillies, but they're they're certainly going for it with this this trade. So. All right, intern Dan, good stuff. Thank you. He's on our trade deadline desk, Coach Mack. What you um, got? Just on uh, on the uh, Twitterverse, at the conclusion of the Pac-9 meeting, Bill Walton will emerge smoking a cigar. If the smoke is white, we have a TV deal. If the smoke is black, it's just medicinal. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Bill Walton, I'd love to get his thoughts. Does he have any clue what's going on right now, you think, with these meetings? What do you mean or, right now? Or, <laughs> in general, does at, he have any clue? At, at any point in time? Uh, yeah, so uh, good discussion with uh, with Coach Mack and uh, the Big Dog last segment. See what uh, folks are saying. Um <laughs> Jamie's saying if we get into the watered down ACC, we'll get to play state twice a year if they're still there. I don't know. Um, uh, Eric is asking about an incident that happened with Bill Harrion. <laughs> Said, ask Coach Mack if he remembers any details on an incident with Bill Harrion having a locker room uh, incident with a player. If I recall, he was a transfer from Georgia. Now, you weren't here. I don't know if you'd heard about it. He said, I vaguely remember it being reported on local news. Said he put his hands around a player's neck, a la Latrell Sprewell. <laughs> coach Mack? Wow. Well, Latrell Sprewell did it. Uh, he he did co- it to the, the coach. Yeah. You know, so, PJ. So, so was uh, Coach Harrion the choker or the chokey? I guess the choker, like Homer Simpson on Bart. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I've I, had a lot of players I wanted to choke. <laughs> and I know I've had some that wanted to choke me. <laughs> but uh, I resisted putting hands on them. 
good. You made the right call there. <laughs> uh, Mac McCarthy, uh, Jamie says, is next in Mac's opinion out yet? What's uh, the future of uh, your next episode? Hoping to do one this week. Uh, waiting on a few return phone calls. Shirley and I have uh, discussed studio time, so we're uh, we, if we don't have it this week, we'll have it early next week. All right, sounds good. We'll keep you posted. So, uh, in Max opinion, Pirate Radio podcast uh, episode one available with Brian Medor, who says whatever is on his mind and gets in trouble a lot. But y'all had a good discussion, and uh, looking forward to episode two. That'll be fun, Coach. I asked you last week if you were heading to Richmond, and you gave me a eh, we'll see game time decision. Well, I guess you made the decision to uh, to go because you said you were there and uh, somehow didn't melt. Uh, yeah. My, my favorite driver is Kevin Harvick. This is his last year and I don't know how many chances I'm going to get to see him drive in person uh, left. So uh, we'll be at Martinsville later on this year during the playoffs. Well, we go there twice a year uh, with uh, Brian Medor and Brad Coleman and my, my wife's a big racing fan too. So uh, yeah, she and I at the last minute just uh, looked up some tickets took off and uh, made a day trip up to richmond and we're glad we did we had some uh we had a little shade we had a nice breeze and it was a it was an intriguing race if uh denny hamlin says some dumb things and he says some smart things he said a smart thing after the race he said i am sure the purists loved this race and i'm sure the the casual fans who wanted to see side by side racing did not uh and the reason he said that there was one caution in the race one real caution in the race and that came with 11 laps to go so there were long green flag runs you had the two stage breaks but other than that there was only one actual caution for for an incident when uh, daniel suarez uh spun late in the race uh, off somebody's front bumper which uh but there was a lot of great racing a lot of great strategy and uh chris busher with an incredible win and uh four organizations dominated the race uh, you had rfk with brad keselowski and busher you had uh 23 racing michael jordan's team with uh you know with uh, bubba wallace and um, uh, and uh, tyler reddick and then you had a three gibbs cars you had one lone uh one lone Gibbs car, one uh, Hendrick car, and then four Stuart Haas cars in the top 11. That hasn't happened in uh, in quite a while. They, Stuart Haas has not been having a great year, but uh, but four of their all four of their cars ended up in the top 11. But uh, Richmond's a good race uh, race site. It uh, usually provides a lot of action. But well, when there weren't any cautions and they didn't bunch them up and let them beat on each other during the restarts, um, they're they're uh, the action was uh, behind the scenes with the strategy uh, from the crew chiefs. So again, if you were a casual fan, you probably didn't like it. Television ratings were about dead even from a year ago. Okay. How do you feel? What do you think about the stages? Are you I'm assuming you're against it. I was totally against it, but I will say they it, it does work. It does break the race up, and for the casual fans, I think it's good. And the fact that it, uh, you know, there are points available, extra points available, uh, I think it does keep people racing harder for uh, for that reward, whether it be the championship <clears throat> point for winning the stage or the ten nine eight seven six five four three two one for the top ten in each stage for playoff points. So um, I, I gotta say, I. Was was wrong it, it worked hmm. uh, i wanted to look up the record for cautions at richmond you got a guess on that or you want me to tell you i think they've had a race with no cautions but i'm not i would say most 
all the most. Yeah. Oh, and I, I'm sure it's in the in the range of 20. Uh, 16 is the record, and you're right, Coach. So the 2020 fall race had no natural cautions, one competition caution. Uh, but what I'm reading here, it says, once known for cautions, Richmond hasn't seen more than five natural cautions since fall of 2019. So they're, I guess, down. There's a trend yeah. there in Richmond. So, yeah. Interesting. Why is that? Uh, I think just the package of the cars, you know, this new gen car uh, we've had for the last two years now, and um, they have not gotten that package right. It's better on the intermediate tracks. It's great on the super speedways, but it's not so good on the short tracks. It's not good enough on the short tracks. Mac McCarthy joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios. You've been uh, following anything else? I saw that uh, while we were all sleeping, uh, the USA women's national team had a nil-nil draw, Shirley, and uh, people are upset about it. Yeah, very upset about it because of the fact that we're not seeing much of an improvement between the games. Of course, this is the second game uh, that uh, the national team has uh, garnered a draw. They drew a 1-1 draw with the Netherlands, and the Netherlands absolutely destroyed Vietnam uh, yesterday seven nine it, yeah it was like it? it was seven it was seven nil was the final so uh, Netherlands gets the first place out of the group uh, to advance to the knockout rounds uh, the national uh, the U.S. Uh, finished in second place because they did garner that point for the draw so now we move on to the knockout round now the last time that uh, the U.S. came out second like that was in 2011. They did make it to the finals, but they ended up losing to Japan. So the the problem is now is that because you're in that two slot, you're going to likely face Sweden, and Sweden is a very real threat to the United States as far as bouncing them out of the World Cup. So uh, there's a lot of, uh, I guess you could say there's a lot of blame to go around. Uh, There's a lot of people that are saying Vlaco is very stingy with the substitutions. Um, He didn't start uh, Rose Lavelle against the Netherlands, but did start her against... um, uh, Portugal last night or this morning, whichever one you want to call it. But uh, I, I tried to stay up. I did watch the first half, and I was screaming at my TV at three o'clock in the morning. But uh, but now you are without one of arguably your best players because Rose Lavelle got a second yellow card. She is not available for the next game because once you get two yellow cards, you uh, you miss the next game. So not having Rose Lavelle to create the opportunities that you need, somebody else is going to have to step up, whether it be Lynn Williams, whether it be uh, Julie Ertz, whether it be uh, Kristen Dunn, Megan Rapino, Lindsey Horan was a huge lifesaver. Worm Jr. Worm Jr., uh, Trinity Rodman. Um, Trinity didn't, I didn't see much of Trinity in that game either. So you've got a lot of depth on that bench. You've got a lot of experience on that bench. Vlago's going to have to basically let the dogs loose. I mean, he's going to have to find that right combination because the way they're playing right now, they're not. And and honestly, Portugal should have won that game uh, yesterday because they came inches, and I do post. mean inches. Hit the crossbar. It hit right? the post, post yeah. and just barely missed going in. So we were that close to being bounced out of uh, the World Cup. So they've yeah. got to do something. They've got to come together because right now – a lot of folks are angry, including myself. Um, they got to play better. All That's right. just all there is to it. Talking soccer, DB. 
That's right. Did you see what uh, Carly Lloyd said after the... Uh, oh, yeah. Booking. She said, you're doggone lucky yeah. you're not going and, home right yeah, now. And, and she was, was furious because of the fact that after the game, they were dancing, they were signing autographs, <laughs> they were just kind of playing loose. And, and Carly Lloyd, who is known for her, uh, you know, kind of... N- I don't want to say narrow-minded, but she is very, very focused when she plays. And she is one of those people that uh, if, if she didn't play well or the team didn't play well, she's not happy about it. You're not going to see her dancing and signing autographs. Well, um, dancing's one thing, but you sign an autograph. Well, for, signing uh, autographs and taking selfies. I don't see a problem with that yeah. part of it. The dancing part, yeah, I can kind of see where she's coming from because she is she's one of those old-school uh, you know, you can't be happy with the way you're playing right now. Therefore, you shouldn't be showing happiness on the outside. But yeah. Carly was furious. Michelle Akers, who won in 99, uh, had some very interesting points. She said, look, the the point of the World Cup is survive in advance, no matter how you do it. Sometimes it's not going to look pretty. Sometimes it's going to look doggone ugly. And the, the world uh, and the college, excuse me, the game of soccer in terms of women's soccer is growing, which means that the parity between the United States and all the other countries is starting to get smaller. And uh, so now you're seeing some of these teams. I mean, Jamaica is making a lot of noise in the World Cup, and Jamaica has not, you know, typically been one of the the big players in in uh, that competition. All right, that that's our time allotment for soccer. Yeah, that's good, all you're good. Gonna report, Shirley. Yeah, he doesn't. Up. He doesn't. He doesn't like it when I talk soccer. That's I wanted fine. to ask you, Shirley. <laughs> yes. Wait. What? We're going extra time. Yes. Extra, extra time. Extra hey, minutes. Hey. 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 Soccer never ends. Because the, the clock keeps in the words of Glennon up. Doyle, I showed you that video. I showed you that video. The time ticks up, and then <laughs> it, when time is time, there's still time. It's never over. Yeah. Yeah. I Glenn, still. I still I get that. No, I was going to ask Shirley what she what she thought of the girls last night after that zero zero situation. Kind of living it up on the field, like they were. And we already talked we about just that. Covered that. I, so I didn't hear that part because I am doing work. I'm building. This, what do you think we're doing? I'm building the station brick by brick, pixel by pixel, Jack. You ain't picked up a brick. <laughs> <laughs> it's in terms of. Uh, I see it from both from both ways, and one from the outside looking in, it looks like that this team is not taking it serious. That's what I'm saying. It, it was the serious. Yeah, from the outside looking in. However. You are playing some of the most elite athletes in the most elite competition in the world in terms of in women's soccer. There is a lot of pressure and the fact that they are trying to do something that's never been done before, which is three-peat. There's a lot of pressure. And sometimes if you don't kind of release that tension... It's going to build up, and you're going to be you're going to you're going to make mistakes. You're going to, and we've got a ton of new, the you know the new World Cuppies, as uh, Lindsey Horan calls them, the the World Cuppies, the the baby ones, the brand new uh, team members. They've never played in a World Cup before. It is a changing of the guard. Yes, it is an absolute changing of the guard. You're not going to have the Abby Wambox, and you're not going to have the Carly Lloyds, and not having Becky Sauberin in that defensive. Uh, line in the back is is huge but julie ertz has done a great job of stepping in and helping penalty kicks now yeah but what i'm saying is is that i can see it from both sides you want to release that tension play loose play like you got nothing to lose because at this point you don't uh, i just thought your girls like i thought the girls that were like from the team that you followed really intensely were like i'd be wombok and stuff were very serious as well yeah they're very serious they're very intense but um 
you know, they had a lot of players. They had a lot of players that had experience. This team Why is so serious. Yeah. This team has a lot. It, your, your, your balance between veterans and new talent is a little bit more new. I can see you in the glass, Danny. <laughs> you do realize that glass gives off a, a, a reflection, Danny. and I can see you doing this. Hey, Stash. <laughs> Chill out over there. Stash, that's minus two points off of your grade right there, buddy. Mike P said, quick, change the subject to lacrosse. No, Mike P. No. Coach, uh, I, as you can tell, I'm very passionate about the sport. I love it. So. I love it. Uh, uh, anybody passionate about you, anything? Clip. Oh, thanks, Shirley. Good report. Uh, Coach, you're in overtime. You're in extra time right now. Hey, uh, the check will reflect that, I'm sure. <laughs> you see anything good this week? Movies, TV? What are you watching? Uh, yes. You always uh, got a recommendation. Yeah, for I, and, I, and I do again. Uh, pieces of Her. I've heard of it, never watched it. Really good. I feel like I've come across it a lot. And really good. And, of course, the new show that's come out, The, uh, the Lioness. On Apple, outstanding. What's that? The Lioness. Oh, okay. All right. Outstanding. Speaking of Apple, I wanted to say that we thought we had a, we thought that it would be streaming for the Pac-12. It is Apple. Yes. Yeah. Apple yeah, is the is the part. While you were uh, putting those bricks together, I didn't know you guys we were, discussed, we discussed that. that. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. All right, uh, Mac, enjoyed it, man. Have a good rest of your week. And, Thanks, uh, guys and we'll, gals. We'll chop it up again next Tuesday. We'll do it. All right, let's take a break. When we return, Jamie, I got bad news. No Mully. The Mully man is MIA. He's got other business going on. So uh, we will be back with you on Pirate Radio Live. We do have a big guest coming up, Hour 2. Jason Nichols, former East Carolina wide receiver and coach, will join us here on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by the KT Pub Group, featuring great local places to eat, like the Dap House, the Sidebar, and Christie's Euro Pub. Follow them on social media for the latest specials and more. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Your vehicle is a big part of your life, and that's why you should trust the team at Greenville Auto World for all things automotive. Greenville Auto World is now under new ownership by the Cook Management Group, but still believes in fair prices, superior service, and treating customers right. Tommy Cook and his team now have five dealerships in eastern North Carolina with a fully stocked inventory of SUVs, trucks, and cars. For sales or service, visit Greenville Auto World on Highway 43 or GreenvilleAutoWorld.net. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Great to have Coach Mack with us in Hour 1. Got Bryce Williams and Cooper Greer joining us. A little football and music coming up in Hour 3 of today's show. Shirley Rhodes is here. Intern Dan, a.k.a. Danny Beal, the big dog Glenn Griffin. I saw Chandler here. Is he, what's Chandler doing? See, he's around. He's he, Okay. He's working, right? 
he's not just playing he's working hopefully uh but we do have a big guest inside the pirate radio studios and somebody you already know and somebody you'll get to know a lot better former ecu wide receiver and pirate coach jason nichols here with us today and jason got a big announcement about uh what's coming up this fall but first of all good to see you again how you doing man man i'm doing good clip how you doing doing great and uh you came in here excited uh, about players reporting and practice starting tomorrow and we are gearing up for the football season and coming up this fall uh jason nichols will be a part of our pregame coverage our postgame fifth quarter call-in show as well as joining us during the week talking pirate football so jason uh welcome to the team and i mean i we've talked to jonathan a lot about this behind the scenes they're getting somebody that not only put in the the blood and sweat and tears on the field but also the the coaching mind uh could not think of a better person to have while joining us here for this football season we are pumped to have you man well man i definitely appreciate you guys considering me and and giving me this opportunity to sit here and talk football uh pirate football in particular and um i'm i'm thrilled yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun and we'll have jason with us leading up to the game once again really gonna enjoy your insight after the game on the fifth quarter we have a a lot of fans uh some wild and crazy some uh kind of under control but either way it's always a lot of fun and to have you and uh and marcus as well on board with that along with billy weaver uh we're gonna have a lot of fun talking pirate football with you after each game have you ever been involved in a uh, a post-game calling show before jason i have not this is my first time I, i'm a rookie at this <laughs> and don't take it easy on him we're ready for it all uh but man that's uh that's uh, really one of the highlights here at pirate radio because win lose how good bad however it goes we get the immediate uh, feedback from the pirate nation and uh as you know coach uh, you win we want a five-year extension for you <laughs> if you lose we're kind of thinking should this guy get out of here and uh, we're just gonna have to kind of wade through those waters it gets a little tricky at times but man it's gonna be a lot of fun no no doubt no doubt i'm looking forward to it and um definitely gives me opportunity to stay connected and um and enjoy the season look at it from a totally different um perspective yeah and and that's why i like having you here because you've got the player and coach perspective now the kind of perspective of an outsider a, a bit but uh knowing the game of football and and you are still kind of tuned in on what's going on especially with ecu football right yeah i, I for the most part um you know i i I look at things and and see things that come across you know my twitter and the internet and all that good stuff but um you know i'm just um excited to to talk pirate football do you got the itch on a day like today to be out there you do today is like the go day you know it's 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 the day that we used to say we're going down under on that ship for about three or four months and we're not coming back up so uh you know this is the day where you kiss the babies and tell the wife hey i see you in about four months and uh Uh, get ready to go and and get the team moving in the right direction jason nichols joining us will be uh, out at pirate practice coming up on wednesday so they got to practice uh wednesday thursday friday coach houston will be available uh, coming up tomorrow and on saturday so we'll have some comments from him uh later on this uh this fall camp we'll talk to the players the coordinators but it is uh here's the schedule jason you know all about this uh from your time as a coach and player but when you see that what kind of what kind of comes to mind he talked about kissing the, the wife and <laughs> and saying see you later but how about a, a player's perspective when they see this schedule what, what's on tap 
for those guys. As far as a player, what you're saying is it's go time, and and you're you're getting your mind. You 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 had all summer to get your workouts and, and get in shape for the season or whatnot. So at this moment, you're itching. You're ready to go. You know, it'll be a lot of energy out there on that field tomorrow. The first day being back out on the football field, and um, you know you have to kind of channel that a little bit. I used to always try to tell my guys it's not about how we we practice here in week one when everybody's excited. It's how we're going to do it every day. So you got to kind of rein them in a little bit, but uh, those guys will be excited. They'll be ready to go. The the rookies, the incoming guys who's their first time uh, practicing here at East Carolina, be it a transfer or a freshman, um, you know, those guys are going to see this schedule and they got to get used to it. Uh, the older guys, this is where they got to take charge and kind of, you know, let those guys know what to expect while they're out there and how things are going to go. I'm sure the coaches are going to have meetings and go over this with them as well. Tonight will probably be the first meeting that they're going to have as a team. And uh, as a coach, what they're going to probably do is set the tone for the for camp and for the season. And uh, so it's a it's a start. I mean, it's, it's, it's what you look forward to. You get excited about. As a player uh, back in the 90s, coach, are you looking and saying, where are the two-a-days? Where are the three-a-days? What's going on here? <laughs> three-a-days. Yeah, that, that was that was different now. I mean, most people probably don't even believe us now when we say it was a three-a-day practice. It was a three-a-day practice, and then they trimmed it back to two, and now it's a one-a-day. But no matter what, we used to call this Groundhog's Day because when you look at this schedule, nothing's yeah. going to change four years as a player um, for the next two or three weeks depending on um, you know typically you, you know your practice schedule is based on uh, the opening game how many practice opportunities you get in but then it changes once you get into school but uh, you look forward to school as a player once you get down here later on into this schedule I was about to say <laughs> right now you're you're football only you are a football player you got your school coming up yes. uh, it's all football so when you got into the coaching part of it were you and you didn't have those two a days, three a days uh, later on in your life? Did you still get the same amount of work in, or did you feel like y'all were getting more work in back then? You know, how do you, you handle all that? You feel like you still get the same amount of work in. What was happening was when when we used to do uh, three a days back in the day, uh, that very first practice was just like individual. So you get out there for about an hour or so, and it was just strictly individual. It wasn't any interactions. Then you would come back right before lunch, uh, and you'll do like a uh, 707 type of deal, special teams during that second practice. And then you go to lunch, lift weights, do whatever you had to do, come back, have a team meeting, 3.30, whatever it was that afternoon. And then you were back on the field in that 4 o'clock segment, and all you were doing was basically focusing on all team stuff. So it was the same amount now as it was broken up and as far as individual 707 special teams and then strictly team in the afternoons. You can get all that done now in this two, three hour span? Yes, what, you can. Yeah, okay. Jason Nichols joining us uh, inside the Pirate Radio studios as East Carolina beginning practice coming up on uh, Wednesday. We talked to Jack Powers yesterday, East Carolina rush in, outside linebacker and he said the conditioning test and all that stuff is done and they are expected to come in and be ready right away from day one. Is that how you guys did it when was the uh, conditioning test back then well we had we had a couple that we did we used to have to do a 40s test where we had to run eight 40s and it was based off our 40s uh time and then when we reported we actually had to have a, a 110 test there was 16 110s that we had to do and skill had to make them in a certain amount of time but before we even left here for the summer 
we had a 300 test. And now you ask any old pirate about that 300 test, man, and, and you know, you'll start breaking out in sweat. Because, uh, <laughs> man, that thing used to keep you up at night. <laughs> you passed them with all flying colors, though. We, we passed them. I tell you what, sometimes it was a team effort. And, and, and really, that's what it was designed to be. Right. It was designed to be we needed each other to get through it, and everybody stayed out and made sure everybody got through it. I know uh, you and Marcus talked about this uh, in July and leading up to it, that when the coaches aren't around, what are you doing? And that's when you get that's when you get the continuity, right? And and we hope and we think uh, that this players on these on this team has done that. But that, that's important leading up to camp, right? Uh, especially receivers, quarterbacks, things like that. Well, it's tip is very important, you know, this year too, probably more than anything else because you you, you have a new signal caller yeah. right there. So just getting on the same page with those guys, and I think you got a lot of incoming guys, new guys that's going to be in that receiving. Uh, core for the Pirates this year, so uh, it's definitely a, a situation where you know you got to spend a lot of time to get to know each other. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll dive into some of that, looking at the position battles and what those are going to be like this fall camp. Let's take a break. Got more with Jason Nichols. Excited to have him on board uh, with our coverage this year for ECU football on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. He'll be joining us each week on Pirate Radio Live as well, talking Pirate football ball with you got more to go with jason and uh intern dan danny beal if we have any trades uh let us know mlb trade deadline coming up in about an hour and 20 minutes so we'll see if there's any more big moves big move of the day so far justin verlander back to houston to join the astros more to go pirate radio live back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by the KT Pub Group, featuring great local places to eat, like the Dap House, the Sidebar, and Christie's Euro Pub. Follow them on social media for the latest specials and more. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. When you walk through the doors of Villa Verde, you'll experience the sights, sounds, and smells of authentic Dominican flavors. Villa Verde is inviting you to come by this summer and try some of their amazing empanadas, famous red snapper, grouper bites, Cuban sandwiches, and more. You relax on the patio with a fresh mojito or cold beer while enjoying one of their out-of-this-world desserts like the rum pineapple cake. Villa Verde on 10th Street, a platform for good and a proud supporter of the Pirate Nation. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Shirley Rhodes, intern Dan, a.k.a. East Carolina reliever Danny Beal. Joining us, Jason Nichols and I were talking about MLB uh, trade deadline standings. Uh, Danny, do you know off the top of your head when Mike Trout is uh, supposed to return to the Angels? Not off the top of my head, I would assume within the next month or so if i had to take it because we were talking about the angels became buyers rather than sellers out of the clouds i was i was thinking about making a joke with you guys and saying that he got traded like the orioles you just see a reaction but didn't (laughs) didn't get the courage but yeah it's it's out of the clouds i got g leto and a couple other guys for what seemingly seems i mean no reason at this point now that the rangers and astros are making all the moves that they are but 
Yeah, it's uh, it is kind of interesting though because they'll get him back. They'll have Otani. They made these moves. We saw Randall uh, Grichik uh, hit a home run in his yep. return to the Angels uh, against our team last night. Jason, uh, Jason, yeah. a big Braves fan. Yep. And um, anything uh, going on right now in the yeah, trade world? We uh, found the return for the Verlander trade. It's an outfielder. He went to actually Tennessee. He was a really good player at Tennessee. He's got so the grades for the MLB prospects are 20 to 80 and the grade that he got was 60 which hmm. is really really good they're comparing him to Lenny Dykstra um, with a little bit more power for all the, all the old baseball guys <laughs> Lenny <there>. Dykstra <laughs> very good Jason player Rickles the, remembers Lenny the oh, only yes. prospect within the top 100 for the Astros and then they got Ryan Clifford who actually went to Leesville Road in Raleigh who's also a great player and then the um, the D-backs and Brewers made a little trade a lefty reliever Andrew Chafin going from the D-backs to the uh, to the Brewers um, normal 3-3 ERA kind of lefty old guy trying to get some bulk back in the pen well that's a deal where you've got two teams going for a playoff spot yep. brewers and d-back so yep. kind of rare there we'll uh we'll keep it uh, up to date on what's going on there still about an hour and a half to go at the trade deadline got jason nichols here in studio if you missed it uh we will have uh jason nichols marcus crandall as part of our team this football season on the bud light pregame tailgate the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show and during the week on pirate radio live uh john moody who tunes in every day to us says uh mowing some grass on campus today and you feel the energy starting to build as uh, some students slowly coming back into town always a rejuvenating time of the year and uh football players reporting today with practice beginning on wednesday and talked about it jason uh exciting time everybody's undefeated everybody uh going for a starting spot so uh you know mood uh moods are high right now good moods all around no doubt i mean you're trying on your new equipment today and your cleats and all the new gear that you got as a player so i mean it is it is um, a great feeling right now here today and like i said you're excited and waiting for that first team meeting to truly get this thing kicked off and get it started it's excited to talk to jason about what's going on now but we always like the glory days too uh skip says ask jason about the reverse pass at duke <laughs> well uh that was a good play we actually uh, ended up throwing a touchdown to i think alan williams and um you know on that reverse pass i had the option to run it or throw it of course being a former quarterback i was going to always find a way to throw it <laughs> uh, very rarely did i uh, duck it, tuck it down and run with it but uh, it was it was a good play we, we ended up losing that game because Duke actually had a really good football team that year they had a pretty good quarterback uh, and they had Ray Farmer was a big time safety and they were pretty good how many uh, passes did you throw? Do you remember? Can't remember how many I threw, to be honest with you. But not enough, right? Not enough. But but <laughs> You um, wanted more. I, last time I think I was on here, one of the few times I was on here, I told him I had the highest quarterback completion percentage for touchdowns. So. ECU history. ECU this history. This man right here. <laughs> Jason Nichols out of that, uh, that receiver spot. Uh, we got, uh, speaking of quarterback and receiver, a lot to be determined at that position for for ECU this year, uh, Jason. And, uh, you know, Mason Garcia from the outside anyway, and and somewhat the inside. Mike Houston has even said that, you know, he's the heir apparent to, mm-hmm. to hold Naylor's, but has not announced him a starter yet. So what's it like? Uh, did you have a quarterback battle that you recall in camp when you were a player? And, and you know, even if not, what's that going to be like for Alex Flynn and Mason Garcia here these few weeks? You know what? We, we never really had a quarterback battle when I was here. Mark C was the quarterback, and um, he was here for – 
three of my years playing. And then Danny Gonzalez was the heir apparent, kind of like what Mason Garcia Mm -hmm. has been uh, or is going to be coming up this year. And, um, you know, it'll be be good. I mean, it'll be different. I mean, Mason's going to probably have some growing pains like everybody when you get out there and have to really do it all the time. And uh, and I'm sure, um, you know, those guys are rally behind him and, put them in good situations to be successful ecu losing not one but two 1000 yard receivers off last year's team jason and uh, cj johnson and isaiah winstead so you've got some some guys we're familiar with jalen johnson made some plays last year josiah hatfield uh, if he can find his consistency could be a put up monster numbers this year for the pirates and we've got guys that we haven't seen much of so uh those battles are going to be interesting to follow this fall camp as well well that's that's going to be the the biggest deal probably too is just finding out who those quarterbacks are going to be throwing to as well Um, because like you say you lose 2,000 yard uh, receivers that's that's a lot of production you know and um, you know you got some guys who've had to wait their turn so it's their time to step up and and show what they got and then you got other guys like you said coming in that's here uh, to do the same thing Um, you know because when you you think about um, the guys that they're replacing um, those guys were big physical receivers yeah. that, that could create, you know, matchup um, issues for people on defense. What do you remember? So you you played right away, right? Uh, so. I redshirted. Okay, so your freshman year was a redshirt freshman year. Yes. So how about that redshirt freshman season trying to earn your spot and then later in your career, you're trying to, to keep your spot, I guess. Okay. And and the good players keep the same mentality the whole time. Guys like you that that stay on the field all those years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, what's that mindset like for a guy like Jalen Johnson who's kind of got his spot, if he can hold on to it, ready to go? And then for like a Kerry King, who we've heard about behind the scenes but haven't really seen on the field, well, what's uh, the mindset for those guys going to be like? Man, it, it should put a – uh, a ch- not a chip on your shoulder, but but it, it should give you the motivation you need to be ready to go every day and show them that you can be the guy. One of the things I, I remember, they recruited a kid here out of a junior college. Ben Fossey was his name. I can still remember the name because they recruited him. I said, hey, I'm glad you recruited my backup because <laughs> I'm, I'm going to compete. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to go out here and, and get beat out. Um, and that has to be your mindset, just in whatever you do, that you're going to go out here. And if I need to raise my level another another notch, I, I'm going to do that. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, that mindset you got to have. And, and, heck, they brought in a ton of good receivers during your time here right so you had a lot of guys out there we did i tell you what we had a good crew i mean we really did um uh, we were at least two to three deep in in every position and we rolled guys in we stayed fresh we stayed uh on the attack with with, because we had so much depth and um so that's a good thing i mean you you need about uh in this offense probably six to eight guys that you can you can count on hopefully you can get six for sure guys and then develop two more as the season goes and uh, hadn't really brought up the running backs yet because we f- feel pretty okay, uh, pretty set at that position with Marlon Gunn, the return of Rajay Harris. Obviously, you're going to miss Keaton Mitchell and his production, uh, but uh, Mike Houston, very excited about the freshman Bond uh, who is coming in. And uh, you coach the running back position, right? So uh, I, what are you uh, telling your backs as they come in? Hey, we got to replace a, 
a 1200 or whatever yard rusher this year uh what, what's the message to the running backs when they hit the field tomorrow you know what you're what you're saying is this is the standard you know we, we lost a really good player but our standard is we got to be ready to go and the next guy has to be ready to step up uh, whether they do that as a group or whether they do it as individuals probably still to be determined as they go throughout camp and and, and as guys uh, step up and show what they can do. Um, you know, the the thing that I realized about running, running back is the easiest position to come in and probably play, um, you know, uh, from that standpoint. So a younger guy can have a chance to maybe come in and cr- uh, create a better impact. Uh, but um, the biggest thing you look for with those guys too is protection. Can yeah. they can they stay in there? Can they protect? Can they can they learn that? Because most of the time these guys have not had to protect in high school. Yeah, Mike Houston has showed he is not scared to play freshman running backs. We saw Rajay and Keaton come on the scene as freshmen last year. It was Marlon Gunn. This year could be Javius Bond, uh, who's who's excited about. And there's others, Gerald Green, uh, a transfer, Camaro Edmonds, who uh, came over from North Carolina, who played high school here in Eastern North Carolina. So they've got a pretty stocked uh, backfield right now and interested to see who gets those touches out there uh, how many uh did you like to to see on the field per game jason when you were uh, coaching running backs uh ideally you you had three that you were going to try to rotate in the game uh some of that always uh was up to to grabs at times just because you know if somebody's hot you didn't want to necessarily take them out but um, you, you want to have three that's truly ready to go. Probably you, you would take four into the game with the first, with the top three being the guys that's going to probably get the reps. Speaking of running backs, we'll get back on ECU in a moment. But how about all the, the talk going on in the NFL right now? And I, I hate to say it, I see it from both sides. If you're a team, you're, you've got an entire roster to pay. Uh, you don't want to spend too much at one position. So you draft a running back, got him on his rookie deal. And if you don't sign them, you draft another rookie and go from there. It is just a shame to see guys like Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley, uh, Jonathan Taylor, you know, wanting uh, the money that they feel like they've earned. They're a huge part of the team, the success, but teams are trying to be smart money wise. So uh, it's a it's a tricky situation. What do you think about all going on right now? Well, I'm gonna be honest with you. That's where the NFL has done such a great job of of finding these guys in the late rounds and saying. Why do I have to go pay a guy this type of money when, at the end of the day, I'm finding guys in the fifth and sixth round that's coming in, free agents sometimes, that's coming in and making a difference? It goes back to what you're saying. That running back is the easiest position to step in and go play because once you get the ball, it's your instincts. You know, we can put you on the right track and tell you how to, you know, where we're going to aim to go hit this at and, and reading hat placement and all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, it's your instincts that's going to take over. And when if those guys have that and they show the willingness to be able to step in and and, and uh, be a part of that protection, uh, they're going to play pretty quickly. Yeah, and it just seems like a guy like McCaffrey or uh, Barkley is – I don't know. That's a little different of a player than you see a lot. Well, I think that's where running backs have to start understanding what's going on. It's no longer can I just go be the down the hill running back. Right. I better go be a running back that hey, like the kid they're doing up in uh, Detroit that came out of uh, Alabama, uh, Gibbs. Gibbs. You got to be able to go out there and play in the slot. You know, bring something else to the table other than being able to hand you the ball because right now they can find anybody to run the football. 
uh, it was proven back when the Denver Broncos had <laughs> Terrell Davis, right? Yeah. And then they just plugged in the next back and plugged in the next back. Alandis Gary, Ruben Drones, <laughs> of course, Clinton Portis, um, yeah. Mike Anderson. They had a, a different thousand yard running back every year. Every it's year. Crazy. And, and change pro football because, you know, that's when everybody started getting into more of the inside zone type stuff. Ironically, now uh, Kyle Shanahan is doing that with San Francisco like Mike did with Denver. You got all these uh, different Niners running backs who are putting up big numbers. So, yeah. uh, Jason Nichols joining us here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Back to ECU football. And Jason, uh, one position group that Mike Houston knew he needed some help on right away was the offensive line. Brought in some transfers there from the portal to replace uh, Avery Jones, the center, who landed down at Auburn. Nashad Strother, who landed at Oregon. Uh, so you had to replace some guys there. That is going to be – got a new O-line coach with Steve Shankweiler taking a different role. So that is – and it's probably the most important position group when it comes down to it. That's one that uh, Pirate fans will have a close eye on this fall. Well, I'm going to be – no matter what, we talk about the quarterback battles. We can talk about the running back battles. The biggest battle is the whole line. Um, you got to have guys that can come in and 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 play up front and, and play at a high level um, to be able to do any of the things that we're talking about. Um, it doesn't matter if you can you got the fastest or greatest back in the backfield if you can't create lanes for them to go run in. Doesn't matter if you have the the quarterback with the biggest and strongest arm if you can't stay in and protect. So. O-line, it starts up front. O-line and D-line are two of the most important positions that sometimes get overlooked until it's an issue. Those uh, The trick play we talked about earlier, all the things uh, Crandall and Nichols and, and, and Coach Logan called, uh, none of that's possible without the O-line. Keep, I mean, I, I've seen games when lines get depleted. I know you've seen them, coached in them, played in them, and it's, it's just sad to watch because you can't really call anything. Man, it, it takes play calling to a whole nother level, to be honest with you. And, uh, you know, you end up trying to, to hide that deficiency yeah. the best way you can. But at the end of the day, you know, you got to be able to run the ball. Um, you got to be able to protect the quarterback. And if you can't do those two things now, you're going to be in for a long day. So We'll get a uh, break in as we go to break. Uh, Jamie says, question for Jason. Does uh, what's going on now with running backs diminish or enhance what the running backs of the past like Jim Brown and Barry Sanders did? I guess he's saying – were those just guys, uh, and and now we we wouldn't value them as much, or were they great? I, I know my answer just watching the highlights, but I'll let you answer too. Man, I, I think they were they would still be great backs. Yeah, um, I just don't know uh, how much money they would still be willing to put on them in today's game compared to back then, uh, because the NFL now is a passing league. No matter how you cut it, uh, it's a passing league. And the run is there to keep people off balance, to create play action and all that good stuff, um, and to run the clock out at the end of the game when you are winning. So um, those guys could do that for you. And if you got guys like that that you're handing it off to in the fourth quarter when you have the lead, you're going to probably win a lot of football games. Yeah. Jason Nichols joining us inside the Pirate Radio Studios. More to go. We got got time for one more segment? I surely do. All right. We'll do that when we return. Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by the KT Pub Group, featuring great local places to eat, like the Dap House, the Sidebar, and Christie's Euro Pub. Follow them on social media for the latest specials and more. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you. Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Clip Rock here, and uh, we added the quarterback to the room, Marcus Crandall here, who uh, will join us coming up on Thursday. But Always good to see you, Marcus, no matter the time or day. How you a doing, nice sir? A nice little surprise visit for you guys. <laughs> yes, sir. Players are reporting, <laughs> so the players showed up today. Absolutely, man. It's that time of the year, man. Good news, you won't have three a days tomorrow. No, absolutely. You're right about that. No, no more of those forever. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> On the football field, that is. Jamie said it's exciting to have ECU football here and not have to go to class or school. And uh, Jason said that's a, a bad thing for the players. You look forward to school uh, when you got those three days going, right? Man, that heat started beating down on you. <laughs> I mean, but they did a good job, man. And if you look at it and break it down, it really was just an hour segment here and there. Yeah. And uh, we just kind of build towards uh, a focus on certain areas of the game uh, for each hour. And um, I, it, it worked out in a lot of ways. And then, yeah, as a player, you know, the, just the. Um, <laughs> Just the getting up and the, the the time in between is is the hardest, right? Because yeah. you got to rest and then you got to go back. They had to give you guys a regimented schedule because they were worried you'd get in trouble, Marcus. I think that's <laughs> of course, what it was. Of course. <laughs> uh, Marcus Crandall, Jason Nichols here, and they will both be a part of our football coverage this year. Pre-game, post-game, and during the week as well. And I told Jason earlier, Marcus, uh, you uh, have been a lot of fun to talk to this offseason and gearing up towards this season. And uh, your guys' insight will provide a lot for the Pirate fans. So uh, it's going to be awesome this year. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm, it's a it's a great schedule ahead of us for Pirate Nation. Uh, a really really good opportunity for us to um, to go out there and uh, prove what we've done over the past couple of years on a different level. And you got your quarterback hat on. We'll have Jason's uh, coaching hat on. It's going to be uh, some interesting critiques of the quarterback. Uh, no more hold nailers. Mason Garcia, Alex Flynn. Maybe uh, Mason has the upper hand right now, but it looks like we're in for a battle this fall camp. I surely hope so, man, because you know what? At that position, as we all know, is very important. Uh, that position has been labeled as the you know the person that runs the team so to speak and uh, they're gonna go off the backs or arms of, of the quarterback but overall it is a team sport man and uh, we talked about a last week clip in in regards to the offensive line yeah I really think it's going to be important for those guys to get uh, get some continuity and uh, and just see how they're gonna gel at the beginning of the season and throughout the season yeah well you this Phil Steel magazine here and the AAC media days why is East Carolina pick sixth why is the win total over under in Vegas five and a half wins because of the quarterback uncertainty. that's right because that's really and these guys can dive into it as much as they want. Really, they just look at the is the coach back, is the quarterback that's back, right. and then make predictions, right, Jason? No doubt, no doubt. And that's that's you know that's where a lot of times predictions can get people in trouble because they may not know what's really lying back here in wait, and um, and and it can surprise a lot of people. So um, once they find whoever that quarterback's going to be, I know it's Mason Garcia probably start coming out the gate, and then after that, you know, it, it comes down to 
who's moving the team, who's making the team better. And uh, when you look at it from that perspective, we'll get the right guy out there and, and we'll be ready to go win some ball games. I talked to uh, Jack Powers, mentioned it earlier yesterday, East Carolina rush end, and said that uh, these guys are coming in ready to go. Now they're not going to put them in pads day one and things like that. So what is a day one practice like? Jason, you said everybody's going to be excited. Maybe you got to pull the reins a little bit. But what else do you remember about day one, Marcus? Man, everybody's just chomping at the bit to get out there on the field. Um, you know, you hadn't seen each other for a, a, a couple of months or weeks or whatever it may be, uh, depending on if they were in summer school or not. But uh, everybody's just chomping at the bit to get out there and uh, go against another person out there on the field. And uh, it, it was very exciting because of uh, the friendships that we had, uh, the competitive spirit that we had, and uh, the just the motivation to to be at the top of the you know of our conference for one, but uh, get recognized around the nation. And then uh, those uh, those battles will begin, and we've got some to to keep an eye on. We talked about quarterback, O line, wide receiver. Hadn't mentioned the defense much, Jason. And, and mm-hmm. part of that is is uh, I, I'm I'm confident, especially. D-line and on the back end at safeties and somewhat corner. I think we'll see a much better uh, pass defense for East Carolina this year. You got some linebackers. You got some new LBs there because of Xavier Smith, Miles Berry out of the program. But uh, th- th- this this offense is there catching up and, and hopefully uh, getting to know each other, getting better. Might have to rely on this defense, at least early on in the season. You're right. You're right. It's, it's Even when you go into camp, you know, the, the, the thing about the competition that's going on, defense typically wins early on because defense only has to go out there and rally. You know, uh, offense, we have to be in a rhythm. We got, we got to get on the same page. And, and so uh, the defense will show up and be able to get better a little bit faster. And, uh, and they'll have to maybe rely on that early on as, that, as the offense, you know, finds their way throughout the uh, season or whatnot. So uh, it'll be important for them. And you hope, uh, I guess, Marcus, that, that the offense accepts that challenge and embraces it rather than continues to get their heads beat in. You know, Mason Garcia says, this ain't going to happen again. You know you know what? That, that's going to be a big part of it, Clip, because as the defense goes through practice and they're making plays over and over and over again. And probably talking that, a lot, too, to you, right? Absolutely. <laughs> that, that's the mental part that they're going to have to get over because the defense is going to win a lot. Uh, so you have to get over that that mental state of mind that, all right, okay, I'm just going to focus in on this play. We're working on getting better. Focus on that process of uh, being, um, you know, successful on the football field offensively. Jason, what are those conversations like with your, your DB teammates in practice? Man, I, I tell them they're cheating. They already know our calls. They know our <laughs> checks. You know, they're squatting on everything right now in practice. So, you know, you go out there and you're like, man, come on, man. So it'll, it'll be competitive. They'll bark or, you know, after that first week, that's when all that stuff will start taking place because some of those younger guys, they won't know the checks right now. It was uh, hilarious watching Hard Knocks last year with Deuce Staley on the offensive side for the Lions and Aaron Glenn on the defensive side. And they're, they're best friends, whatever. But they would go at it. And we're talking about coaches, not right, players. Right. Uh, <laughs> like, are the coaches going at it sometimes out there, too? Like, hey, let us oh, let yeah. us run a play. You know, yeah. You're trying to get your group hype. Right. You know, you're trying to make sure that they're, they're uh, stepping up to the plate, too. Like, don't let, don't let that happen to you. You know, so you got you to gotta bring that to, to the group sometimes, too, to get those guys going how much uh look special teams hurt east carolina last year we thought it was going to be a strength that turned out to uh, cost them a couple of games in the kicking department so how much special teams work is going on day to day out here jason daily you got to do it daily i think the very first one that you're gonna you're gonna hit from day one is punt 
because getting a block, uh, getting a punt blocked is a sure way to lose a football game. Hmm. I mean, it's like eighty some percent if you block a punt that you're going to win the game. So uh, you got to get that from day one, and then they'll have certain segments that they'll throw in there, other things that they'll build upon um, and attack it. But um, you're going to work on special teams just daily. And we'll ask Mike Houston about it tomorrow, uh, but you've got battles there too: kick return, punt return, and even who's going to be on the you know the, the lines maybe set before those things. But you got some battles going on even in that department. Yeah, I mean when you when you have a, a healthy roster, man, you want that competition. You want it to be a, a tough decision as far as who we're going to put back there, and you want to feel good about no matter what who's back there is going to be able to get the job done. So um, you know that'll be a, a battle that I'm sure they, they'll they'll look at here throughout uh, the camp and throughout the scrimmages and whatnot, and then they'll make those decisions. I pulled a clip from that uh, that Miami play y'all always talk about, uh, Crandall to Nichols for the touchdown. <laughs> I believe, uh, did I see you at punt return uh, yes, back there? Yes. Yeah. yes. How much you enjoy that part of the, the game? You know what? It was It's fun. It's challenging. It, it can be like, wow, they, they hang that ball up there. You got to have that right timing about when I need to fair catch it and when I need to go get it. Um, but it is definitely a, uh, a challenging deal to be able to be a punt returner because that ball is not coming. See, kick returns are good. They kick it. Nobody's right. coming. Yeah, Nobody, that's right. And you got eleven. You got ten blockers in front of you. Punt returner. Yeah, you got ten guys in front yeah, of they, you. But they go for the block, and then you're all on your you own. by yourself. I can't imagine the sound of the uh, just the cleats coming down the field after you. I'm sure you hear that, right? Is there Man, coming in on you? You, you feel it more than you, you hear yeah, you it. Feel you feel it. it. You feel it. You know that time, and when he's hung that ball up in the air, I need a fair catch. This. Yeah. You know what? In, in college, man, I got a new found respect for punt returners because, like you said, you're by, you could be back there by yourself and uh, that ball hanging up in the air. And then just to go through the elements of each game too, right? You know, mm-hmm. it, it could be raining one game, pouring, <laughs> which we've had many of those. And mm-hmm. for those guys to get back there, man, and, and uh, focus on that ball as the rain is coming down yeah. uh, and then those guys coming down and breathing hard down your neck, to come to take you out, declete you? Short story. We, we were playing Virginia Tech after we beat Miami. You know, we went down, we beat mm. Miami. We go back the next week, we're playing Virginia Tech. It's snowing. Larry calls me and says, Jason, look out your window. It's snowing sideways. <laughs> so being a punt returner at Virginia Tech, I, they could have been punting from their right hash, and I lined up totally on our right hash because that ball was getting blown across the field as you got ready to catch the punt. Man. So everybody's punting is over here to my left. But I'm way over here to the right because right. the wind was just blowing darn yeah. thing, and you know how nerve wracking that is. No. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> well, you got our uh, our viewers fired up. Uh, they're asking. Uh, Skip says, "Does Mark and Jason get a COVID year too? Y'all, <laughs> no, y'all get one more year. No, one more. I wish. Man, COVID year. I got uh, one more. One more up the arm. One more time. Even the year I got hurt. Like the year I got hurt, I should have gotten a medical. They didn't picture. give you a medical year, and they uh, were tough back then. Yeah, they pretty. Yeah, they they pretty much got me on that one. But hmm. anyway, it is. What so it you is. got two years that you need I, back. I got two years. <laughs> Absolutely, I can go suit up right now. Uh, well, guys, man, we're gonna have a lot of fun discussions talking pirate football. Uh, the lead up to it. So, Jason, you're gonna be a normal guest on Pirate Radio Live Mondays moving forward. Yes, uh, we'll have you Mondays at five. We'll have Marcus Thursdays at five, and then during the uh, the season. 
season uh we will be here with you on the pregame postgame and uh just having a lot of fun and again win or lose we're here and we're talking about it so i'm uh really fired up to have you guys on the team it's gonna be a lot of fun man well we appreciate it i'm excited Looking forward to it man and marcus uh, we'll see you thursday thursday at five jason we'll see you uh next monday man next monday awesome and uh man it's gonna be a fun year with uh, a couple of greats marcus crandall and jason nichols we'll take a break come back big hour three on tap we'll talk more football with the uh, former ecu tight end bryce williams and we've got musician cooper greer who's going to join us as well so a little football a little music and everything in between more to go pirate radio live after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you ready and pre-approved if the home you want to purchase comes for sale today? Integrity Home Mortgage offers a wide variety of programs ranging from conventional, government, and portfolio loans plus construction and lot loans. The Integrity Home Mortgage Team of Talbot Green, Braxton Green, and Joanne Weir offers over 50 years of experience and is committed to providing you with the superior customer service you deserve. Call them today at 714-2076. Integrity Home Mortgage, Pirates Supporting Pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All righty, back with you here, Pirate Radio Live. Like a locker room here today. A lot of football players rolling in and out. Marcus Crandall. Jason Nichols, also uh, our baseball intern, DB, Danny Beal, on the MLB trade deadline desk. We'll get to him in a moment. But Bryce Williams joining us here inside the Pirate Radio studios on report day. Here's a yeah. uh, look at this schedule, Bryce. Just bring back some memories. We got uh, the practice schedule yeah, ready to go. Oh, yeah. I just, uh, and the funny thing was, I texted uh, Coach Weaver and I said, something about when y'all start for camp he said you know today i'm like oh shoot and i asked him you know when what time the practices are but hey i guess now i got it you got it i want to obviously make it out to a practice but never responded i guess he's slightly busy <laughs> i wouldn't understand why but yeah heck, it all man. gets underway uh today is i guess what move-in day they call it what's yeah all y'all coming day. back report day yeah uh that was always fun i got a i still have it i think of stewart <laughs> Weird. He looks like a goofball, but he's doing like some goofy thing before report day. But uh, yeah, it's fun, you know. Bryce comes in, they check his weight. He's about thirty pounds too less. Yeah, that so. guy. <laughs> they they give you a bucket of peanut butter. Uh huh. They go on home. Do we? Yeah. Uh, so what's Before day one like tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, Bryce? What day you, like one. the first day of practice. Everybody's mm-hmm. probably fired up to be there. Yeah. Uh, so what we did the first day, we would do like our conditioning test. Uh, that morning, you know, that follow, you know, report day, and then the following morning, you know, at whatever time it was, we do our conditioning test. And that, I guess it was kind of like you got to pass it to practice. So I guess a few guys, you know, were a little delayed on, and then they'd like redo it. So it's like, man, you might as well just push that extra hard, get through the suck enough to not have to redo it. So, uh, 
that's what we do and then you have like an afternoon practice kind of deal or something like that or morning practice something like that. it's been a few years but uh that's so far what i know of so there's uh darnell wright uh and i don't know if he did this on purpose or by accident but he crushed his conditioning test and yeah it was it was by design he was looking at the wide receiver portion of the workout rather than the o-line so i guess they do different (laughs) tests so he prepared for the wide receiver test so he was able to dominate his o-line and not a bad idea i guess but uh that big man was getting it i guess my gosh yeah because the the, we had like you know skill big skill and then you know o-line you big skill i'm big I'm big skill. Big skill. Yeah. I like that. Nick, that's a new nickname for you. There, yeah. Big skill yeah, over here. Big skill was the tight ends. Um, I think really Like a fullback or something? Yeah. yeah and back? then like the linebackers and stuff. Okay. And like the um, yeah, the linebackers. So that was a big skill. But the uh, skill, you know, receivers, all the smaller guys, you know, they're arcing. They had think they had to do like 15 or 14 seconds of the 110 yard sprint i think we were like 16 or something i mean theirs was you know definitely harder because they you know they shorten the time so if he's preparing for the skill conditioning test yeah the the bit the o-line is uh or bigs i think that's what they called them you know probably was a breeze jamie likes big skills with a z that's uh slim 80 aka big skills aka bryce williams yes sir. uh did bryce ever throw up from an intense practice in college? oh man i was, well never really practiced but during summer condition i was i mean i'm a puking rally guy i have no shame i puke and i mean and i never got it on the cleats i just keep on running and puke while i'm running so i was gonna say what is the uh danny's the nodding in there yeah danny you a big puke guy uh mission week or, or whatever yeah, that button's hard to hit. I vividly remember during Mission Week we were pencil rolling on the, on the football field, and Ooh. I was just puking. And while I'm rolling, and just oh. keep, keep moving. Oh. Hey, keep moving. <laughs> doesn't, it doesn't matter. Keep finish the drill. Keep moving. Man. Well, yeah. I was never on the ground with my uh, puke, but <laughs> I was gonna say. Well, so what's the etiquette? I would have actually right? like to seen that. Can you imagine like rolling yeah. it by? But I commend you, you for not getting on your cleats because that's a that's yeah. respect. So did you time it up like when you were like rolling on your belly, boo, or did you make sure not to? on your back that's a great question the thing was it was it was one of the four amers four amers five amers so we had i had like a nutrigrain bar so uh, i was i'm rolling but yeah like i timed it up to where like i'm not not, like throwing up and it's like landing in my eyes kind of thing so i'd throw up roll throw up roll and just kind of time it up but i could smell it as i'm rolling so i will to this day never eat a nutrigrain bar again which sucks oh yeah those are good now did you uh you know, obviously, I'm sure you had to do it more than once, so you had to, like, move spots. Like, you had to, couldn't oh, have yeah. rolled the same oh, path. Yeah, no, 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 yeah no. Like, there wasn't a guy behind you or anything, right? Well, actually, it's funny. J- JC was on top of me, just, so gross, but just keep going. Keep going. <laughs> He's on top of me, just keep rolling, just finish. I'm like, <laughs> it's so gross. So uh, gross. You start getting me dizzy. Golly. He just kept shuffling beside me, and I'm like, all right, just finish it and get it over with. Ugh. All right, thanks for bringing that up, Jamie. That was a good three minutes of puke talk here on Pirate Radio Live, but uh, all part of the work. It's the work that people don't see you put no, in, right? No, exactly. No. They see the glamour. <laughs> That's right. The glitz and glamour. They don't see the sweat and toil these guys are putting in. Toil. Toil. Is that even a word? Uh, toil. Sound good. Sweat and t- Turmoil. <laughs> Tur- <laughs> Tur- Termite. Tur- 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 Duncan. Turwilliger. Tur- I think that's what I was looking for. <laughs> there you go. 
Uh, so, Bryce, uh, practice coming up tomorrow, mm-hmm. and nice Coach Houston will be bombarded with questions. Uh, who's Goodness. the starting quarterback? Every day. We're going to ask him until he gives us an Every answer. Day. Who's, got, right, who's the first pot radio out there who's going to ask that question? Uh, somebody will be out there tomorrow. Maybe myself. Uh, I don't know. I know I'll be out there be? Saturday asking it. Do you think you can predict your uh, the answer? What do you think it's going to be? Not today, Cliff. Uh, That's exactly what he's going to say. Is Chandler in there? Chandler isn't here. Get Chandler real quick. Tell Chandler <laughs> to come in. And we'll uh, we'll ask fake coach Houston yeah. what his response nine, will be. Not for you, not for you. Why does it say coach Houston? Can you uh, get on a mic either in here or in there? All right, so jump roll, on that one. Role play. You want you want to be the question asker? Yeah, I'll be All the right. question asker. Uh, hey, Coach Houston, how are you? Which mic this you want to jump on? Rock. No, I'm I think I'm Chandler. Okay, you're Chandler <laughs> and you're Mike Houston. Hey, all right, go ahead, Chandler. Hey, coach, you know you had a long day practice here. Uh, you know we had two quarterbacks. You know the big battle there. Uh, is there a starting quarterback yet? Have you made your mind that first day? You know, what do you think? Well. Oh, what I think is that we, we competed, and they were really far, they were really hard nosed. Uh, they're really good, two two good guys. Uh, they're going to compete their ass off. Uh, but it was just Dame one. So uh, what what a stupid what a stupid question that was, right. Chandler? Uh, what's your last name? So uh, you saying there's no starting quarterback? There is right now. They're competing. They're competing. They're being really good players they're both being good leaders uh so they let them compete and uh, we'll have a starting quarterback by september 2nd all right who ran with the ones Ooh, i got you there coach. i got you there coach. well if you were out at practice you probably would have saw it but uh you weren't there so Bryce, all right now that was august 2nd august 5th uh they practiced in shells all right you're up Shell. again chandler what are you gonna ask coach shells august 5th no, we're just going to keep asking August who the starting fifth. quarterback uh, is okay, <laughs> until we, until we so get all the way down to the bottom. Uh, we're several uh, days into camp Yeah, fourth now. practice. Fourth practice. I mean, you have to make your mind up, right? Who's starting quarterback? Well, if you look at the two guys, uh, both of them are uh, improving. They're, they're continuing to compete. Right. And that's the most important thing is we want these guys to compete mm-hmm. and be good leaders. Uh, they're both uh, they're both growing. Uh, when you look at Mason, you, you think uh, his, his reads are looking good. Uh, when you look at Alex Flynn, you think about maybe his arm strength is getting a little better. So uh, I think both of those guys are, uh, are competing. Mm-hmm. That's the most right. important part is that they're competing uh, and they're trying to fight for the job. All right. You want to you want to go you want to jump ahead uh, any other hey uh, it's September first <laughs> first start quarterback actually Holton Aylers is back for one more year uh, Holton's a really good leader so we uh, were able to get him back from the Seahawks so he's cool. going to start tomorrow great all right good stuff Thanks. coach good Thanks, stuff coach. Chandler uh, before you leave Eric says uh, does Rick Smith have any insight so I'm going to be uh, intern Dan Danny Bill and you'll be Rick Smith. Uh, hey, Coach. Uh, DB, Danny Beal, a.k.a. Stash here. Nice to meet you. Because Stash? Yeah, they call me the Stash because my awesome mustache. What question do you have for me? <laughs> Who's going to be the starting quarterback for East Carolina? Mason Garcia or Alex Flynn? Patrick Pinkney. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this isn't 08? No, sir. Come on, who you like, Coach? You've seen them both. The Garcia kid has the size. The Flynn kid has the arm. 
But if you want to win football games, you got to be able to throw the ball and run the ball. And that's exactly what Mason Garcia does. I'm saying Mason Garcia. Thank you, Coach. All right, we got an answer. We finally. got an answer. Rick Smith. Bring Thank it. you, Coach Smith. All right, Chandler. What are you doing, by the way? I'm in there doing some sales stuff. So Okay. All right. Yeah. We got, we're holding the fort down. You being productive? That's the big question. Yeah, being productive. You like keep I'm, doing I'm what you're doing. I'm competing my tail off. You're a good bunch. Thank you. You Paper yourself are a good bunch. <laughs> that was an awkward handshake you that guys got there. Weird. Paper covers rock. You never heard that? Staying here for the rest of the segment, if that's all right. Well, Eric did also ask, well, what about Josh Hawkins at quarterback? Josh Hawkins? <laughs> Lord have mercy. I think he'd be all right. He was an athletic guy. But, man, did I ever tear his tail up. Josh Hawkins, I miss that guy. All right. Thank you, Coach. I think that's it for Coach Smith for the day. Uh, you fired up for tomorrow, day one of practice, Chandler? Oh, absolutely. As a former long snapper? Yeah. I mean, the long <laughs> snapper is... So what's day one of practice like for a long snapper? How many snaps are you getting in? Stre- a lot of stretching. Yeah. Gotta get those quads. Um, you gotta get the quads and stuff. I mean, I'm serious. There's a lot of stretching going on. You have to be Danny, hey. Enough of the laughing in there, buddy. You hey, stretch the chill. Hey, out. stash. Stash, oh, really? Listen, listen, chime it down over there, long snapper. <laughs> well, you do stretching, you get some snaps in. So far, it just sounds like <laughs> a lot of calisthenics. Hey, do, you I, I'm sure for two hours. I'm sure practice is over. I'm what sure there'll do teams. So they'll do special teams. So they'll do punt team and they'll do uh, uh, field goal team. Yeah. So they'll go out there and, and get the action there. So Bryce, do you think special teams is an important part of winning football? Of course. Well, why That's weren't you out there on the field on that extra point then? At, well, at Virginia if Tech. If it was so important, why did you miss it? <laughs> at Virginia Tech. You know, now lot, I'm getting you. A lot of emotions. You know, hey, people make mistakes. Thankfully, that one didn't cost anything. That's well, right. you, well, you did score. <laughs> Yeah. You were very excited. Here's the thing, though. You had been at East Carolina for like three years. Yeah. At least two. If you were like a freshman and no, you scored was, uh, in, in Blacksburg, I would have been like, okay. That. Was that yeah, 13 that was or least, 14? That was, that was 14 because we beat them. They were 17 so in the country. That was 14? Dang, yeah, that is pretty years. bad. I was there 12, 13. How did I forget that? I think, you know what? I think Hardy pulled me off. Yep, I'm blaming Hardy. Oh. Hardy and Shane. They were celebrating. Oh, they okay. carried me off. I think is what it was. <laughs> I said, wait, guys, I got to go back out there. And I said, no, nah, don't worry about it. Like, what if... Uh, Ike, Ike's got the edge. What if uh, Danny Beal was in the pitch and just decided not to show up on the mound? What are we going to do then? I mean... Uh, I don't know. Not that, to bash you for this, Bryce, but that was a huge mistake. I know. Huge. But, uh, you know, good thing, there was 10 other guys. You they know, had when your one, back. One's down, they, 10 others stepped up. So, That's right. Um, you know, Ike said Ike had the edge. Me and him was always there on field goals. Well, so Ike was, was big enough for both of y'all. Exactly. Who was the most vocal coach on the sideline saying, where's the 11th guy? Where's Bryce yeah, at? What was, I'm Who, sure we talked about it, but what was the aftermath of that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> God, what was it? Coach Dahl, and I forgot what it was. I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure he brought it up um, at the game. I think things were moving too fast. It really didn't. I don't really. I can't remember. I don't think really anybody um, noticed it. But then you know, the Sunday when we watched film, that was interesting. Did he like count one by one the players? Yeah, he definitely. He made it a point to call me out. Yeah, and I can't. uh, yeah, he go through everybody. Say good blocking there, good blocking yeah. there by you, 
good blocking there by you but if you notice something we don't have that guy on the end yeah where were you at bryce and you know what bryce yeah, says how many of them guys caught a touchdown pass because oh. i did that's true yeah Hey, dirt, buddy. I scored six. They scored one, one. all together. Ten only scored one. Goodness gracious. Exactly. Uh, Joey's not here today, but he's got a question. Joey. Who does Bryce think is the best tight end of all time? Like NFL, college? In general. Who's the good? In life. Mm. Could have been a guy you played Little League with. Dang, you know I don't do good with a lot of options. <laughs> that is true. Dang, all right, let's go since you've watched football. Since I've watched football, best tight end. Should I narrow it down even more? I think so. I think you should just say uh, Rob Gronkowski and move on. I mean, yeah, Gronk was really good. That is the correct answer. Um, Yeah, Gronk was Tony Gonzalez. Nobody asked Stash. Tony Gonzalez. I'm trying to think of more so the ones that meant, well, I can't really do them. Shannon Sharp. Prime Jimmy Graham. a little before me, I think. Antonio Uh, Gates. Yeah, I mean... Jimmy, uh, I do like Antonio Gates. I remember watching. He uh, cannot make a decision. So if you keep saying names, because I just remember, now I'm like remember him. Um, honestly, well, him bringing up Antonio. The only reason I'm probably going to say Antonio Gates is up there over Gronk. And well, like I'm just saying up there. Okay, there's a, up there's there. a lot. But, right. uh, Travis Coach, Kelsey, Coach, um, Stop. Coach, uh, Coach Ball with the Patriots. He would always show us. Um, Antonio Gates is like routes and stuff. Just Brian Dayball, the the, the Giants the, coach. The Giants head coach. I hate that guy. Yeah, you like him, don't you? He was a good coach. Dang, he was. He's a, he's a good coach. Chandler, remember they kept showing him during the game, and I got so angry. It was I was more mad at my team than I was at him. Yeah, yeah. But Antonio Gates was just the way he was breaking down his routes. But yeah, Jimmy Graham, you know, Rob, Greg Olson. Mm. Jamie says Dallas Clark. No, Jamie. He was good, but we're talking greatest. Greatest. Colts fan. All right. a lot. Antonio um, Gonzalez. Who were we talking to yesterday? A lot. Oh, Brent Thompson. A lot of. uh, New coach at ECU said the, the, and this is not breaking news, but he's right. The tight end position is back. And and it ever really went away, but like the pass catching tight end uh, is a key part. Everybody's looking for one on their offense now. And the Pirates have one. And Shane Calhoun, all-around tight end. All right, let's take a break. When we return, a special guest going to join us. We'll talk a little music with Cooper Greer. He'll join us in the Pirate Radio studios. We also have a giveaway for you. We'll go to the trade deadline desk with Stash, a.k.a. Intern Dan, a.k.a. DB, a.k.a. Danny Beal. I got big skills here. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. 
New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday packed house here. Got Shirley Rhodes here, intern Dan, a.k.a. Stash. Got Chandler Honeycutt, the big dogs here. Bryce Williams hanging out. And uh, awesome to have in studio uh, musician Cooper Greer. You've seen him uh, performing or at least heard the name, and he joins us here on Pirate Radio Live today. Cooper, uh, welcome in. Good to have you, man. What's up, man? Good to, ha- good to be here. Yes, sir. Have me on. Yes, sir. And uh, you will be performing the after party uh, after our Pirate Radio football kickoff party at Dirty Dan. So folks will uh, do a little shagging uh, here in chairman of the board, and then afterwards partying at Dirty Dan's here in the stylings of Cooper Greer. It's going to be a big night. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. It's always a uh, always a good time here in Greenville. So uh, we're getting ready to be on the road for a while. So it'll be nice to get back in town. Awesome. Well, uh, where are you heading? What, what kind of dates you got coming up? So we're getting ready to head off um, this weekend. Actually, we're headed up to New York. We're going to be with Scotty McGreary up there, and then we're coming back for a couple shows down at the beach, and then back up to New York, Pennsylvania, and then down to Georgia and Florida, and back up again. So <laughs> you say that like it's down the road. <laughs> yeah, You're going up the entire thing. East Coast. Oh man, Jeez. it ain't nothing but a thing. <laughs> I guess you get used to it after a while. Man, I left to go to Alabama to go play, and I played in Birmingham, Alabama, on six hours' notice one time. So, Jeez. <laughs> wow! They, they say they say, can you give us an answer in six hours? I said, you know what, I'm on the way right now. Let's go. Wow. Awesome. Man. Is it just are you driving or y'all tour bus? Like, Wait, or does it depend? Man, we're still uh, we're still uh, grinding it out, so we're switching out drivers. Yeah, every we do like every four hours. Like, I'll drive four hours. Wow. Guitar player drives four hours. Merch guy drives wow. four hours. Dang. Did so, you mention Scotty McCreary? Yeah, man. Man, so American Idol winner. I mean, he's from Garner, so yeah, man. He's got some pretty pretty good hits to, out there, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah man. We're just which it's been it's been a great run of shows because we just came off a sold out show with uh, Jake Owen. We did a uh, show with Jake Owen last weekend, right before I went out of town, and I think it was like five thousand something like that. Wow. So that's big time stuff, dude. dude. I was, I'm still kind of riding that high. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. And that was where that was uh, that was out there in Manio. Oh, yeah, so it's like, was it used to be Roanoke Island Festival Park, I think? Yeah. It's like Music Amphitheater now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that place is nice. They've got that venue set up right. Really? Yeah. My grandma, she's in Derrick County. So nice. Mania, so you know. Cooper, let's get to know you a little bit. And I heard Bryce asking about your background. So where are you from? I'm, uh, I'm from Hyde County. I was born in Joplin, Missouri, but I moved here when I was like five, and I spent my entire life growing up around Hyde County, fishing, hunting, and stuff. So, you know, that's, uh, that's home to me. We do uh, Pirate Radio Outdoors with yeah. Bryce Williams every week. We need to hook y'all yeah. up. Uh, but uh, when did you get the? Uh, when did you know that music was uh, something you wanted to be a part of your life? When I found out that uh, my rodeo career wasn't going anywhere. Uh, <laughs> what wow. uh, section well, of rodeo were you? Yeah. I was uh, mostly <clears throat> so I was bull riding for about two and a half years, yeah. and right there at the end, I decided to try my hand at bronc riding, and wish I had done that to start with. I was a lot oh, better at that, but yeah, man. I found out with uh, with the music thing, you know. You don't spend quite as much time in the hospital. You make a little more money. So. <laughs> yeah, goodness great. Now, what injuries have you had on? Man, honestly, nothing too crazy. I screwed up my wrist. I've got my shoulders of a you know sixty year old at this point yeah, in the wow. game. But you know, been stepped on a few times. Nothing sure. crazy though. So, what like age were you doing that? Uh, that would have been like nineteen through twenty one. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Man. Because yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, you don't look that old right now. So, like, you've, no. uh, yeah. you've lived several lives, it sounds like. That's, <laughs> a, that's pretty cool. I, so, try, I try and squeeze the mess out of life if I can, you know. So, so were uh, you doing music at that time? I was just getting into it. I was writing songs and stuff. I wasn't really doing a whole lot of venues at that point in the game. And um, when I came out of that, I needed something to do that got my adrenaline going, you know. Wow. I started. 
Yeah, I can imagine see, being you. You're a, you know you're in a single individual on a stage with people watching and singing, but just by yourself. It's you know football you can you can hide and stuff. You're just everybody's focused on you. So that's I can imagine the uh, adrenaline there. Where was the first place you you know it was your first show, first time performing? Man, um, it, well, there's been all kinds of little like backyard things right. and stuff like that coming up. But I remember I played this. Uh, it was some kind of a little event for somebody. And a buddy of y'all's probably, you know, Kenny Curlins? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> he was out there, and he was doing some booking for a place in Washington. And he saw me play a couple songs. He was like, hey, man, you want to come, you know, play over there? And I had no idea I was going to be even getting music like that. Yeah. So I had to learn about, like, a 40-song set list in, like, two Jeez, weeks. Damn. And uh, My goodness. Got, got started with that, started putting stuff on social media, and then next thing I know, we were doing 120 shows a year. So. Kenny's there, your unofficial oh agent. Uh, he talks about you a lot, hypes All you up. All the time, so, yeah. man. Ken, Kenny's the man now. <laughs> wow. All right, so um, do you have a sports background at all? Like, did you play sports growing up? Do you like, do you watch it, anything? Man, I'll be honest. Um, so I played I played a little bit of baseball, like, early on growing up. But once I got into rodeo, everything else kind of went out the window, and then music doesn't leave you time for much else. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I was going to say, the crowd aspect, uh, you don't mind a, a crowd, obviously. Or do you? Like, is that something you had to get over, or do you like the attention? Man, I'll tell you what, I'm less, you're less nervous in front of, 2,000 people than you are in front of three people. Really? <laughs> oh, he's going to be going to make them nervous to that. <laughs> yeah, he can look at all our individual yeah. faces and be like, is this guy like, not man, like it? What's wrong with Man, I know all these people. Crap. <laughs> oh, man. So, like the songwriting, is that something, you know, like it comes to you or you just sit down and think or, like you said, you just let it come to you normally? Yeah. Pretty much. So most of the time, you know, it it pops out of nowhere. Right. And most of the time it pops out of nowhere when I'm as far away from a guitar as you can possibly be. <laughs> so wow. yeah. you got to try and remember it and rush home and get the idea out. Wow. But after a while, you get used to it. And, like, when I go back and forth to Nashville, I write with a bunch of guys out there. And so then it's everybody gets in a room. It's like, all right, we're going to write a song today. Wow. But that's usually that, – those are songs that we're pitching to other people. That's really not – most of my recorded stuff I do by myself. I was going to say – so how, oh, go ahead, Chandler. I was just going to ask, how many of your songs are, like, based off your past life experiences? Like, maybe tell us a story of something that went on in your life or – I mean, in in one way or another, all of them, for the most part. Um, always was is one – that uh, I was actually in Nashville, and me and a buddy of mine were talking about how sometimes, you know, like all your people back home that you used to get to hang out with every weekend, once you get going in the music industry, you're you're busy. Mm-hmm. And your week, you know, you, Monday and Tuesday is your days off, and then it's back into it. So you start missing, like, all the, like, parties and events and a lot of the tailgates stuff you used to go to. And I had a buddy of mine, he used to have a big party every year, and he's like my brother. And I had to miss it, like, three years in a row. And he called me, he was like, man, where are you at this year? I was like, I'm in Nashville, dude. And, uh, sat down after that and wrote a song called Always Was and it's basically about even though I'm not around like I still like still love everybody back home still got love for everybody still the same person I was like growing up still love the fish and hunt I just don't get time to anymore you know what I mean right. and that's yeah all the all the songs we put out I try and have something that's happened to me or like a Something that's happened to me or somebody close to me or something like that involved in it. I don't like just making up a song about something right. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like that's kind of disingenuous. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Most definitely, yeah. So, I guess it comes easier when it's, you know, like, I say heartbreak, <clears throat> but like when it just comes natural, you know, right. stuff like that. Yeah. Well, and it's like, I mean, like we have a song coming out. 
got a song coming out at the end of this month called We All Drink Beer, and I know plenty about drinking beer, so you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Life experiences. So how many songs have you written that others have performed that um, are out there right now? So right now, I think we've got, we've got two out right now. Um, actually, a buddy of mine, Mikhail Buck, he's cut one. Um, he's dropping at the end of the month, too. It's called Heartbreak Song. And uh, I had written half of it, and he had written half of it, and neither one of us knew we had written half of it. And we got together and hanging out one afternoon, and he started playing something. I said, what is that? And he's like, oh, it's this thing I've been messing with. I was like, that's crazy, because it matches up with this thing I've been messing with. So we got together, and uh, our buddy Jake Sutton, he was in the house. He was helping us out a little bit. And we got it wrote, and he's putting it out this, uh, was it, August 24th, I think? Oh. Wow, that's awesome. So, Cooper Greer joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios. Uh, Cooper, you wanna, can you, uh, I don't know, play us a little ditty as we go to break here? That'd yeah, be cool. I could probably do that. Yeah, I'm just saying. Grab his guitar. All right. Guitar's right over here. Grab the old guitar. Some nice little guitar, man. Guitar. guitar have a name? Do you like name? <laughs> Or anything. Maybe like a boat. <laughs> I got a whole other story about a boat. No, uh, <laughs> uh, so, Let's hear it. So what do we got here? Uh, this uh, if you talk, ask him about the guitar, this guitar right here, if you notice right there, it's a nice oh, little. Shoot. So I just got back in uh, back in the country. I was down fishing in Belize for a while, and uh, I take my guitar everywhere I go. This guitar right here is the American Airlines guitar. Uh, very special edition. I don't know if you noticed it, but they add to it a little bit. Yeah, that <laughs> Bryce, you hit up Belize on the weekends to do any fishing? Yeah, just here and there. <laughs> Every now and again? I mean, it's less of a weekend thing. You know, about once a year. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the time I can get off. All right. Cooper Greer. All right. She was a pretty little brown-haired, blue-eyed girl Standing there swinging them long brown curls a little too high-class for an old white trash boy like me She was sitting in the front seat singing along Every old Hank Williams song And I knew then it was so plain to see She'd drive where I needed to be I was always that kind of guy You been on getting high Raising a little cane on a Saturday night You were always that kind of girl Raised up in a high-class world Your daddy always said I wasn't living right Headed home from school one day That old beat-up Chevrolet down right there on the side of that old girl. You pulled up, said, jump on in. That summer we became best friends. Mm-hmm. So much more. Was a pretty little brown haired blue eyed girl standing there swinging them long brown curls. Little too high class for an old white dress boy like me. She was sitting in the front seat singing along Every Charlie Daniels song And I knew then it was so plain to see She'd drive where I needed to be Yes, sir! <laughs> that. Yeah. that was awesome. That was great. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Forgot all about the singing part of it. I, I didn't really, yeah. Awesome <laughs> voice uh, to go yeah, with the strumming. Man. Awesome yeah, stuff. Yeah. All right, Shirley, uh, I tell you what, well, call in now. What are we giving away today, Shirley? Um, Hold on one second, please. 
see a ten dollar gift card to AJ's. Ten dollar gift card. AJ McMurphy's on the line. Caller number four. Right now, 317-1250. Can you hang out one more segment? Cooper? Yeah, man, I guess. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Uh, more with Cooper Gear, Bryce Williams. Uh, back with you. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit, love your transformation, and congratulations to Harvey Odom of Winterville. Picked up a $10 gift card to AJ's. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. They have daily food and drink specials. And an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. And there's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia on Wednesdays with Clip Brock. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Bryce and Cooper Greer doing a little Pirate Radio Outdoors during the break (laughs) segment there. Good stuff. I uh, got Shirley Rhodes, intern Dan, a.k.a. DB, a.k.a. Danny Beal, a.k.a. Stash. Any update on the uh, MLB trade deadline? Got about 18 minutes left, Danny. We actually have a lot, a lot of updates. Uh, Philly, DFA, Josh Harrison, make room. Didn't know he was still in playing baseball. Cubs, uh, DFA'd, all, or Hall of Famer, good guy, Trey Mancini, to make room for their new trade with the uh, Nationals. So the Cubs buying? No, not necessarily, oh, okay. but mm-hmm. making moves, okay. technically. Eduardo Rodriguez vetoed a trade to the Dodgers today. Vetoed? Vetoed, not yeah. going. Good for him. Ten He's my t- new favorite player. Ten-team clause. They're one of the teams. Wow, um, interesting. Luis Patino traded from the race to the White Sox to replace Giolito, as they got rid of him last week to take him to the uh, Angels. Jake Berger, who is quite the interesting guy here, he got traded to the Marlins for their fourth prospect. Jake Berger is hitting two fourteen this year. Right hand wow. to bat, 24 home runs, but yeah. hitting 214. Um, and then the Rangers actually just traded for a catcher to help out and bolster their lineup, Austin Hedges. And also, <laughs> big news, Gavin Williams on the bump tonight, 8 o'clock Eastern in Houston. Look at this guy. This guy. On it. What this guy. On the, on the bump. On the bump, On baby. the mound. <laughs> on the bump. Throwing cheese. Toeing the rubber. <laughs> Toeing the slab. Toeing the slab. What else? Anything else, Danny, we should know about? Uh, any uh, other euphemisms up there on the... No? All right. Really. On the bump. Uh, the reviews are in for Cooper Greer. Uh, Kaz said, dope. <laughs> Noah said, that was fire. And uh, Joey says, might need to add country music to the playlist now. You're making yeah. new fans. You could be the top Puerto Rican uh, country star <laughs> down at, with Joey's folks. Uh, but no, nah, that was uh, that was awesome. So what was that uh, Diddy called there? That song was called uh, Right Where I Needed to Be. It's when right. we put out, shoot, I probably put that song out five years ago. Okay. Wow. Yeah, one, of the, one of the very first ones, man. How many, uh, do you know how many songs you have 
released or i've got seven out right now but we've got 40 more waiting to get put out awesome (laughs) i'm always writing something new man i I know you're the one that's writing these songs with some other people but like how hard is it to like remember all those all those songs like i think about it all the time with people putting on concerts they go from one song to one song to one song and i guess they they've sang the song so many times that it's just like second nature is that right well that's the whole deal right it's like it's not hard for me to remember song lyrics or how to play them but I can't remember the name of a song ever. Right. <laughs> so I have to go get I have to get a sheet of paper and tape it to the stage in front of me with the name of each song that we're getting ready to play. Uh-huh. As soon as I see the name, I'm like, oh yeah. I oh okay. yeah. I know how to do this. <laughs> so you could spout off I mean I don't know, I mean do you think like fifty, hundred well you said forty song playlist. I mean a hundred songs, is that crazy to you could probably spout off if Yeah, I mean like the list. If, if we're if I'm up to date on everything, you know, yeah. like I yeah, easily. Yeah, it's sixty, seventy, eighty songs, you know. <sighs> Uh, do That's you so Bryce's intro song when we bring him on the show is Brand New Man by Brooks and Dunn do you know that song by chance uh, let's see who's gonna sing it well Chandler and I sing it so I guess we would if you could, could you give us like a can you get the lyrics because it starts good, is that a good key for you <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what that means so. okay yeah give me like a one two or something so because it starts right out of the gate we got to get yeah, going that's all that's all that's all that's all. or do we start or yeah you, you said one two three four i saw the light i was baptized by the fire in your touch and the flame in your eyes i'm born to love again i'm a brand new man <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Nashville? Oh, hello. <laughs> we, we got the newest duo in town right here. Boys. We're uh, Broken Dumb. Is Brooks and Dunn cover band? Somebody called us that. Oh, man. Somebody has, somebody needs to do something with that, like you know, a YouTube parody band or something. That yeah, would be funny. <laughs> So, like, if you're playing a show, how many uh, covers are you playing versus originals? It depends on the show. Like, the one we did with Jake Owen the other night, we did, like, I don't know, if, uh, like five originals, four covers, something like that. But now, if we're doing a like a bar gig, you're talking about doing like a, a forty song set. So we're Jeez. doing probably doing eight originals and right. 32, <laughs> 32 oh, covers. So wow. yeah, these opener shows are nice. You ain't getting, you're only playing for forty five minutes and you're playing all your own stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Wow. So I, I've I've seen you play at the Buck before. It, it's kind of I guess you guys have a set like you know what song you're going to play after another. I mean, because I mean, it's like you finish the song, you you might like let the crowd cheer a little bit, and you look at your band members, and it's like they know exactly what they're what song they're going to play. And usually, it's started by the drummer; like he'll start them, you yeah. know, doing the drums, or you know, your lead guitarist is start. And next thing you know, you're playing the next song. That's the way it's supposed to work. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I get. I get antsy. That's how I'll be like, man. I was like, I know we're supposed to play this song next, but let's play this song. I'm feeling this one. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I'll mess the set list up all the time. The guys hate it, but it's like, man, I'm telling you, they're going to like this song right now. Let's go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. I, I mean, things cross like football. You got your, your set plays and stuff, yeah, but right. you, you see what the defense is doing. Audible. You might want to exactly. change it, right? Hey, with, you got you to think on your feet, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean, I, that's what we that's, that's, We call an audible. That's what we say. Wow. So That's crazy. What a... My biggest thing is get on your mic there, tall guy. Your neck's too long. Speak into there. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know when I go to the bar and they're singing, and my my voice is shot after one night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is, is there like a remedy or yeah. how do you you know uh, recover? You know, what's your uh, treatment? Whiskey. 
<laughs> it's good for what else? It, technically, that's bad for you. But oh. for me, you know, it seems to, I mean, really, honestly, water and getting enough sleep. Oh, really? Which is two things that I'm not good at. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're already bad. So the whiskey has to, like, kind of take the spot of the two of those. Right. <laughs> so, like, what, this is, I don't know how to ask this question, but what's the next, like, big move? Like, what has to happen for the nation to know Cooper Greer? Oh, that's a loaded question. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, we can just go by what everybody's doing today. I just need a good TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sad to say, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm terrible at TikTok, though, man. That's not my yeah. like. I like playing in bars. I like being in front of people and like yeah. writing songs and stuff. I hate singing to a, a camera, right? But like, like at this point, you've got connections in the music world. I'm yeah. sure you're talking about Scotty McCreary and Jake, o, like others. So. Well, and that's what the, the deal is now. Is like we we finally made enough noise. We've gotten the attention yeah and now you have to deliver on that so we've got this tour booked out we're playing i mean the rest of my year is booked right now to the end of the year wow. that's great so yeah. well i think we've got i think i've got 60 65 more shows left or something Jeez. so what that the deal is is like every show you're trying to make new fans you're trying to you know mm-hmm. get your music out there and stuff they'll tell their friends and when you come back to that town next year there was five people this year that were singing your songs, and the next year you go, and there'll be 50. Then the next year you go, there'll be 500. You know, it's constantly about it's, it's just like any other business. You're constantly growing it, putting everything back into it, stuff. And you can, I mean, there's offers that you can take and get signed, but there's a lot of a lot of rough record deals out there, too. So for me, yeah. I want to stay independent as long as I can, nice. you know, until yeah. I have the until I have the leverage to get what I want out of it. And, like, everybody, I mean, to a much lesser degree, we got a great show today because we got Cooper Greer and Bryce and Jason Nichols on, but we got to do it again tomorrow. Bryce, you have a good year in football. The expectation is now to be even better next year. That like there's pressure on musicians like yep. and <laughs> hopefully you're enjoying it to where it's not so much work but but I've heard like people talk about that like you got that first hit or first album now there's major pressure on another one so I, I don't even know if this is a question like how do you, you keep it fun basically man and when it's one of those things it's like like I was talking about earlier shaking it up on stage like hey I know this is the list we've played every night for the last two weeks but let me let's throw something in there we haven't sang it do something you know, different Mark. yeah let's do this or that or the other and like for me I really enjoy the writing aspect I really enjoy the performing aspect of it so it's a lot of fun as it is but yeah I mean it does you get you get to grind and doing the same thing every day and you've got to like you constantly got to find okay let's do something fun at this show let's do something different here or let's uh Let's make the drummer play left-handed. No, <laughs> <laughs> Larry Bird used to play left-handed when he would get bored scoring 30 points. Jeez. So, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. All right. Um, Cooper, you mind giving us one more as we uh, go to break and say goodbye for you uh, yeah, to man. you for the day? Let's see. Let's get another little dig yeah. in here. It's weird. It doesn't like, sound real. I'm like, I'm not like oh. <laughs> it cool? I mean, we watched Bryce Williams catch touchdowns and we're amazed. But, like, you're sitting here watching this guy and it's like. I'd rather watch this. I know. I mean, it's, it's amazing <laughs> nah. to see it in person. Yeah, this song, my voice is shot because I drank too much rum this week. But <laughs> we're going to try this. is uh, the new one that's coming out. Awesome. Ice cold 24 pack chilling in the back. Shotgun in my Chevrolet hanging in the rack. Tires kicking up, dust clouds flying past. 
If you really want to know about me, then brother, I'm glad you asked. I'm from a little small town out in the middle of nowhere crowd. Grew up in BFE, if y'all know what I'm talking about. If you really want to know all about a small town folks, then hop on in and friend, I'll show you around. We circle up all trucks on Friday night. We think the southern draw, hey, y'all, sounds alright. We love our country with a little bit of rock and roll. We didn't know, now you know. We raise our glass for that old red, white, and blue. We sing along with their church, buddy, how about you? There's something that you ought to know about us folks around here. Yeah, we all, yeah, we all, yeah, we all drink beer. That's good stuff. Is that on iTunes yet? Not yet. <laughs> end of the month, man. End of the end month. Of the man, you hear like studio versions of songs and then hear it live, and you're like, man, it's just not as like you, you live are <laughs> like, the, like I said, are I real deal. Like, like, if I turn away, I feel like I'm in the radio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> awesome. You have to wait to the end of the month to hear that song, but good thing that we archive things here on Pi Radio. You can just go back to this show if you want to just keep hearing that song or whatever again. As many times as you want. Alright, uh, so Cooper, uh, how can people learn more about you? Tickets, uh, dates, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, you can find us. Like My big one, I use uh, I use Instagram a lot, so uh, that's just Cooper Greer on Instagram. We've got a website. We're getting it back up right now. I've, uh, <laughs> with me being out of town, I forgot to update it. So, <laughs> But that's just coopergreer.com. Um, Facebook, same thing. Cooper Greer, Cooper Greer Music on everything else. And uh, yeah, iTunes, Spotify. And August 31st, they'll be playing the after party at Dirty Dan's. So oh, after yeah. a fun night at the State Theater, mm-hmm. uh, head on over to Dirty Dan's for an awesome set from Cooper Greer. Cooper, man, awesome uh, meeting yeah. you. That was, that was great, man. Hey, man, appreciate it. Thank you all for having Anytime me. Anytime you're in Greenville, you're welcome to stop by and hang out with us. Absolutely. I'm always <laughs> around. I'm either, I'm either here playing or drinking one of the two. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, do a little bit of both here. That'll be That's fine. Right, yeah. All right, we'll take our final break. Come back. Get ready to wrap it up. We'll get a mini edition of uh, Pirate Radio Outdoors with Bryce Williams after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. It uh, was a mixed day. The Dow was up 71 points at 35,630. The Nasdaq was down 60. At 14,283. SP was down 12 at 4,576. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors stock market report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756 6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC member SIPC. Now back to Clip. Alrighty, wrapping it up here. One more quick check in with Stash. 30 seconds. I saw the O's did get a picture. Jack Flaherty is going to be an Oriole. Connor Orby and Alec Burleson stay put and this i mean unless some some bombshell drops in the next 30 seconds i think that'll be it all right db good job on our trade deadline desk today there we go db <laughs> bryce i heard you and cooper talking a lot of uh doing some big fish tales a moment yeah. ago uh did you catch anything this weekend uh nothing to write home about unfortunately but was able to catch some flounder and some striper um but i spent most pretty much all day from about 7 a.m to 
three-ish out on the out on the, out on the Pamlico. So uh, really enjoyed that. It was just me, and then my buddy met me out there, and we ended up getting on some fish. It was a good time. But uh, yeah, I was talking to Cooper about uh, hopefully Bull Drum coming in soon, and maybe if he's in the area get them on a trip so that'd be pretty cool yeah that would be cool so we'll see man some good old live music that was good, good for the soul it's been I a while it. yeah it's been a while since i've had some live music so that and that was as close as you can get really Not cool stuff with, yeah. all right uh bryce we'll talk to you next week we'll have a week of practice to discuss Yes, we'll, maybe we'll have a starting quarterback name by then. We might. Coach, Coach maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say too much. I'm just going <laughs> to let the guys compete. Shirley, we'll see you Wednesday, 3 o'clock. All new edition of Pirate Radio Live. DB, Bryce, uh, a.k.a. Big Skills. Chan Man, I am Clip Rock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.